Don Dada The Chief Bruce Lee got the beat like Wada Flow like it's lava through the vein, keep it proper Not your papa tea, with a see like Nostradamus Black Harry Potter, wizardry, got a ladder Healing in it, dealing with it, all the trauma Spinning like a record, don't repeat, too much drama Time to breathe deep, find peace, my nirvana Flipping over beats, spitting heat for persona Feel me globally, rise, realign your chakra Something you've been missing for a minute What we offer, hopscotch off the block Then we on flights to Ghana Rolling with my side, jumping high, bye bye Masterminds ain't gotta try, we just do it how we wanna Cutting up the place like a stick, Benny Hanna Move at our own pace, never sheep for your slider Forget about your twos and your threes, we the ones All right, well, let's fucking, let's get it going. Uh, I guess we've already been recording. Um, fucking, I was going to say we should start it when we were talking about the Chronicle, but uh, yeah, fucking, <laughs> fucking. We, need to, we need to record this intro, bro. I'm like tired of like trying to like slide into the <laughs> intro. We, re- we really need to like record can just, something. And we go back and get like <laughs> the best old one <laughs> that we got. We could. That sounds like some work, but I could do that for sure. Like... Uh, I remember I liked the one where I was like, you ain't heard this podcast, you know what the fuck time it is. <laughs> uh, no, what, all right, what it is be, what hopefully, what it, what it could be. What, what it could oh, be. Wait, no, 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 that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, no, 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 that's not our shit. That's not our shit. <laughs> uh, man, this is the season finale, though, episode 21. It's like, it's actually almost been a year now, because we, we started in April, right? Yes, because it was after we all got fucking locked in our houses. Yeah, it was. Damn, that's a fucking trip, dude. It was yeah. that long ago. It's fucking yeah. crazy. I'm like, I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm surprised that we made it to 21 episodes, but like just the journey getting here has been like it's been pretty cool, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't I didn't uh I didn't think I'd be doing the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you hadn't asked me, I wouldn't have fucking done it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, and, you know, like, here in one month, we could say we've been doing it for a year, and that's kind of dope, like, it's just, uh, every 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 extra episode we do, it's just more like, you know, we've been vetted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had some good-ass episodes, too. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, dude, so I, I just reminded me, though, like, people might not know this if they just listened to the episode last uh, month, but we uh, almost lost that episode, dude. I, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Days after I'm editing, I leave my computer open, I go away, I come back, and it's fucking crashed. <laughs> because I didn't back my shit up. I had an ex- a so- I didn't have a solid state drive because this laptop I had was kind of a temporary patch to the previous computer I lost. And needless to say, I've learned my lesson a few times. We are backed up now. I've got a new hard drive, solid state drive installed. We didn't lose the episode. It, I, I had a damn near breakdown moment. I almost tossed this whole project out. <laughs> it was. I felt so bad because I think you texted me like "fuck" or something. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! What happened? But you know, like I've, I think we all as creators have learned. And if you're listening to this and you have like your own files and shit, always, 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 as soon as you think about it, back that shit up. 
No shit. Always keep more than one copy. More than one copy, too. Yeah, exactly. I got two hard drives and a cloud of my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like a Dropbox where I put all my shit. Because, like, what if your fucking house burns down or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, if my house burns down, the first thing I'm grabbing is my hard drive. Well, the baby, but I got, you know what I'm saying? I'm ambidextrous. Yeah. Uh, fucking, man, I, I just, I don't know. Noah was in and disappeared. Um, I don't see him. I'm going to message him real quick. Yeah, I just, uh, I just, uh, Key just texted me back. Uh, someone's in. I think Shaka's in. Okay. Um, are they together, I'm assuming? I believe so. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, fucking, anyway, yeah, almost lost episode. If you haven't listened to that episode with Blind Rob, it's dope. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Go back and check that out. Um, Great episode. For real. Um, let's run through these announcements real quick because we got our guests in. We got we got a dope guests today. Yeah. Uh, guests, plural. Yes. Um, and you want to go ahead and just drop the guests real quick and then we'll make these announcements? Uh, the, our guest today is going to be husband and wife, hip-hop duo, fucking activists, philanthropists, cool motherfuckers, riders against the storm, uh, oh. Kidada. And Shaka, and like I'm super excited about this interview. So they will be in in just a moment. They joined twice, it looks like. So maybe we'll get a double angle on this. Oh, we are recording this. This is going to be video. Um, go to our page for the YouTube link, or it won't be hard to find. You type in You Ain't Heard of Us podcast. We're already on there. You can go subscribe. Um, follow us at You Ain't Heard of Us everywhere. Make sure you subscribe and review. We, uh, this is the last episode of the season. We'll probably start back sometime in the summer. There's no definitive date on that. There might be some little bonus material here and there in between. We're going to be dropping merch. Um, uh, we should be starting the episode one of the smoke sessions, which is going to be me and my crew, my DJ crew from Austin, just talking about old days, where music's at now, smoking, shooting the shit. It'll be just kind of little one-offs to keep, you know, keep people going in between our interviews. Um, we also might get into the Lab Rat dosage history finally tell my story because we haven't done that yet i know right <laughs> um, and then we're gonna have little mini one-offs because we want to keep representing the people you have not heard of our guests are getting a little bit bigger i'm not afraid to say that um we're talking to more prominent people who you might have heard of already and uh still shedding light on unheard stories and shit like that but we want to promote up-and-comers you want to they don't have to be young people anyone who's just still trying to get their art out there so expect some little one-offs from uh, people like that, too. Um, and then, yeah, the video. That's the other announcement. Should be a lot. Even though we won't be making a new episode, a new interview, officially you ain't heard of us interview for a while, we are going to have tons of shit happen. Yeah. That's the main point I want to make. So make sure you're following us. Um, and email us. You ain't heard of us at gmail.com. We want your ideas. We want you to be in contact with us so we can hit you up directly. Yeah, because we don't have shit else to do, so we read yeah. that shit. <laughs> I mean, um, we do have other shit to do, but, you know. I check my email every damn day. So let's get writers in here, man. Let's go. I'm going to admit both of these. I think they might have two angles going. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he might be showing up. Shock, you still here? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just on my phone, so uh, I can get on my computer in a second. Okay. I just, I just didn't really, I didn't know. I thought it was just going to be audio, so I'm just kind of straightening up my house and shit. Yeah, I put up the, uh, 
We got the virtual <laughs> backgrounds on for <laughs> us. Because <laughs> my bed is behind me and that shit does not look good. Uh-huh. I've, I've been living in this new place for almost eight, nine months now and still have not put everything up on my walls in my studio. So I'm rocking the virtual background. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But how are you, man? Like, how, how are you? Yeah, man. You talking to me? Yeah. Man, I, I'm I'm all right, bro. Like, I, like the last uh, couple of weekends, I've been trying to just, like, rest um, as much as possible. Um, it's been, you know... Last couple of weeks, whatever, just been intense, um, yeah. lot going on, and you know we we still got a you know record out, and mm-hmm. you know yeah. we just released that, and you know it's like everything kind of just in one little corridor. I had that uh, live stream event last Friday. Yeah, from the Empire. Uh, well, no, nah, it wasn't. A, it was a it was a live stream. Uh, it was more like a like a like a TV program. Like uh, I did like interviews with artists and. and oh yeah. That's where you had like you and Jake Lloyd was playing pool. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did like you know six interviews and um, we had like our record release kind of party, virtual party and stuff. So this has been a lot, man. You know, been I mean, a lot going on. I think maybe you know for the people that are listening to this, <clears throat> we live in Austin, Texas. Seabass is in Eureka. But um, me and Shaka and Key live in Austin, Texas, and uh, there was a huge fucking winter storm, which Texas was not fucking prepared for at all, infrastructure-wise. People weren't prepared. Uh, it was pretty yeah. shitty. No power, no water. Uh, in most places, everything's closed. <clears throat> um, so that sucked. And Shaka really, Shaka and Key both, but Shaka really stepped up and put his boots to the ground and was like coordinating and helping people and making shit happen. Like, I think yeah. they raised like 32 racks in, in yeah. they've not only wow. raised, but distributed 32 yeah. racks in like direct, you know, direct cash payments yeah. to the people that actually needed it in the moment, you know, instead of going through the bullshit and the bureaucracy. So that's why I was like, damn, how are you? Cause I know you was working your ass off. I mean, it was not intent, you know, it was already, a, you know, kind of like, you know, <clears throat> people just started hitting me up, like, you know, where I can get water, you know, I can get food, stuff like that. And and then, uh, well, actually, like, before before it all really popped off, like, a bunch of us, a bunch of organizations and people had just got together because we were like, we need to get the homeless people off the streets. So that was, like, the main focus right. when, we first, when we first knew the cold was coming in. And um, it was just like a hustle to, to try to make that happen. And everybody was kind of full steam with that. And then the grid went out. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a whole a whole different batch of issues. Because we our main, we were mainly trying to figure out how to raise money to pay for hotels for the homeless people and take care of them and feed them during the week. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then and then, and then the grid went out. And I was like, now we got to feed like half of Austin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so it was like, I don't know. It was just crazy, man. And uh, I, I basically posted on Facebook. Because I had I had just been I have a Venmo for for Dowell, which is an organization um, that I founded in 2019, and I, I had just been like collecting money through that. So I had like three thousand. So I had just put it up on Facebook. I was like, "Yo, if y'all need if y'all need anything, just hit me up." And so somebody sent somebody my phone number, <laughs> and so somebody hit me up, and they were like, "You know, I, I need help." So I was like, "All right, bet." 
you know, I sent them $200 and then my phone just blew up for like three, four days straight. Like every two minutes I was getting a text from that point. So I gave away in that first like 24 hours, I gave away $5,000. I hit the limit on Venmo. And then I went over to Cash App the next day and I gave away $7,500. Um, but like in between that, like I, you know, I had 3000 in my Venmo. So like I had given out 20 so I was like, look, y'all, like, you know, if, if you want to help with direct cash assistance, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing that now, I guess. Right. So mm -hmm. people just started donating. And before I knew it, you know, we had like, you know, 2000, 3000 in, and, you know, it was like just a constant in and out flow. Right. Um, so, yeah, I had to like shut it down at the end of the week um, because we, you know, at first it was just me just responding to text, like send me a cash app. I right, boom send it to you um and then I got, I got like I created a form because it was like on my feet like this was not like yeah, I was I'm not watching, I'm watching. prepared to do this you know what I'm saying so it's like so then we created a form and you know started like responding through that form and uh this over 1500 people probably 2000 people on that form at this point but like we we just went down the list on the form and just gave until we didn't until we had gave all the money that we had you know brought in I mean, and that, like, to me, like, how, no, that, that really is incredible, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I know you, but a lot of the people listening to this don't know you. Um, and Shock is already kind of like that guy. So I'm watching this kind of unfold, and, you know, I'm charging my phone in my car, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, right. you know, trying to stay warm and looking at this, you know what I'm saying? Not being able to move and drive around, but just seeing the, like, the genuine, like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And being able to yeah. facilitate it and having the willingness to to do that because people were were fucked up. A lot of you know people were joking online, especially if you're not, you know, you're not from Texas or you live in a place where it snows like that a lot. You don't realize like, you know, how crazy that was. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, people yeah. didn't have water. People still don't have water. Yeah, there are places right now, and today we're recording this on Sunday, March 7th, and people still don't have water today, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, That's been two, 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 two weeks now, three weeks now? Almost three weeks. Almost three weeks. And that's wow. fucking insane. It lasted, like, it lasted like five days? Five days. Not, I mean, I know people yeah. are still dealing with problems now, but I mean, like, you know. No, it, was a full, it was a full, it was a full five days, like Monday through Friday, like it started like like the cavalry really started to come out like Friday and Saturday, like we're right. like distribution, distribution. Right. The first day people were and, just out kind of like doing the snow day thing, not even realizing what was about to unfold. Yeah. I know. The, the first day on. people was like, we were just trying to, because people were stuck and they didn't have food and right. they didn't have water. So we were trying to just like, we was just hustling, trying to like, okay, who got a car? Who can deliver? Okay, we got this, you know, bring this over right. there. I, it was just like a mad Who got a car? Who has a car that'll actually make it to where you need to go? Yeah. And that fact, dude. Well, you know, you know, also, I think also is like, you know, a lot of people don't know how to drive in this, right. this weather. So I think if you know how to drive, you'd be all right, you know, right. but a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? So it was just, right. it was a lot of that too. Like you didn't necessarily need a four wheel, right. but you know, if you're from the Northeast, you can handle it a little bit, but you don't you know, know these it, things. I'm born and raised but, in but, Austin. I can attest to that. I learned how to drive yeah. in that kind of weather just a few years ago. I'd never even seen that. My girlfriend's right. from Michigan. I remember her laughing at me when I first saw snow on the road because I was freaking out, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then and, on top and of that, it don't matter if there's a hill. If there's a hill, you know, 
it don't matter. Like there's nothing you can do about that. Right, the, right. That we had. So, you know, it was just uh it just was what it was. And here I'm getting a cash app request right now. Like I'm still getting <laughs> wow. people still hitting me up, you know, like texting and, and stuff to this to this day, you know. And that bleeds into like the da because I want to talk about Dawa too and just like let yeah. you kind of explain the the inception of that and, and then where you're going with it and what you've done so far. Because you've done yeah. some you've done some significant things, I mean, in, in the city, you know, as far as helping to get policy change um, mm -hmm. and, and being a, a real advocate that's, that's willing to actually put themselves out there. So could you like just kind of tell us about Dawa? Because even the need, like you said, somebody cash at me you right now, you know what I'm saying? It just kind of shows the need. And I think, you know, what you're doing with Dawa kind of bleeds into that. Well, you know, when, when we first got here, um, now, mind you, like both I, both my parents college educated, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I came down here. Um, I was a teacher before I came down here, but we made the decision to be artists, do that full time. And so yeah, everything else we was gotta elaborate on. But please continue. <laughs> and everything else was everything else was part time or, or whatever hustle we could figure out so that we could still, you know, maintain our focus on on music and building a career and figuring it out because we really didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, in a nutshell, it was very difficult, you know, as a lot of musicians find out. Unless, you know, you got someone kind of funding you or investing in you or whatever, or a lot of musicians, they have a partner that's, you know, got a full-time job or whatever that's holding them down mm -hmm. um, or whatever. You, you need some type of situation, but because both of us were going at it, um, and, you know, we were really learning. I mean, I got a, I got a master's degree. It's not like I'm, you know, not, you know, schooled and I don't know how to learn, but there's just, there's just a lot to it, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of hustle to it. And, and there's a lot of just things to figure out um, so that you can get the money flowing, you can get enough money flowing um, to maintain. So it took, it, took us a, it took us a while. And, you know, we were on food stamps for a while they cut us off of food stamps because they said I wasn't looking for a job like we were just going through it like we you know we got we couldn't uh couldn't afford you know first and last month's rent at a certain point so we, you know we were staying with friends for you know most artists know this struggle it's not like it's uncommon but um the thing that comes along with it at, you know in, in our situation and in most situations is mental health struggles and um you know you can you can get into you know some dark places uh, mentally and, 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 and that can affect your relationships and it can affect your health and all these type of things. So, you know, we were going through all that, um, you know, on our side, you know, you know, we, we're, you know, we're hustling we're, we're rising against storm. We're doing it. We're, we're, we're making our moves and doing what we can, building our brand and all that. But, you know, there was some, definitely some, some hard times, like where people would come and, you know, fill our refrigerator with groceries. And, uh, one time we, you know, we were look. We had to find a new apartment. We couldn't afford it. Our, our, our car got totaled. You know, someone someone gave us. Um, and I think a lot of that was happening just because of the situation we're in. You know, when you when you're in a bad situation, it's like things like kind of just multiply. Yep, you know right. what I mean? It's like one thing goes bad, and you know, just to start snowballing. So, yeah. a lot a lot of people know that yeah. know what that's like. You know what I'm saying? Um, sure. A lot of a lot of people. That's that's you know that's just that's 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 what they live in right now. So they understand that and. Uh, so we we were just going through that man on on a consistent basis, and then, you know, we we found our way out of that. And so, you know, and over the last like, you know, four or five years, like I've just been doing what I can to help, 
you know, in whatever way I can. Um, but within the last, like, you know, two, three years, you know, people hit us up, like, so-and-so's, you know, evicted or whatever, or so-and-so, you know, got this problem, that problem, needs medicine, whatever. And so I would just, like, amongst people I know, like, kind of as fast as I could, just kind of, like, hit people up, be like, yo, so-and-so needs help, this is what they're going through, you know, can you give me $10, whatever, whatever, and then kind of collect it and, like, give it to them and, you know, hope that it helps type of thing. But it was happening so, it was happening so often, you know, so consistently that I was like, man, like, why the, why did, why isn't there a place where, you know, people could just go and get like a couple hundred dollars, like just easily, mm. um, without, without a whole lot of, you know, rigmarole, a whole lot of bureaucracy, anything like that. It's just like, okay, you're an artist, you're a musician, you're a social worker, you're a teacher, you're somebody that's giving you, you know, because the, 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 the mental, that mental situation for, for me, I can speak personally for me. is like, I'm successful. Like I'm doing well, but I can't make ends meet. Like I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm achieving, like I'm, this is, this is a real thing. This is really happening for me. And like, I still, no matter the level of success that I met, I can't, I still can't make ends meet. So that was, uh, that was, that, that's what that was about. It's like, it's like, you know, providing for those people that we call it giving to the givers. It's, those people that are out there that are, are already providing the you know service, and they're good at it. This is what they want to do. They're not trying to make a million dollars. They're not trying to be famous. They're not, you know, maybe some of the artists are whatever, but like it's more like they, this is this is what they're going after, and they're, and they're, and they and they care about it, you know. And so we just want to have a have a resource for them, you know, in particular. So it's not Dawa is not focused on like just everybody at this point. You know, the, the, the emergency funding, that just happened because of the situation. But DAWA specifically is focused on people of color that are artists, teachers, social workers, um, healthcare providers, service industry folks, um, you know, people that watch, you know, do the door at venues and people in the music industry. Most people um, in the folks. industry in, in Austin are going to be working a door in a restaurant, too. Probably you know, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's, it's every everybody in that, in that, uh, in those professors know the struggle. So, and you know, what is like the it, organization? How do you uh, spell it? So, you know, just in case people are listening and they can reach out to donate or, or whatever. You know? Yeah, it's called DAWA, um, uh, D A W A, Diversity, D-A-W-A. Awareness, and Wellness in Action. The, the website is dawaheals.org, D A W A heals.org. So, yeah, I started that in, I started that in 2019, basically on my birthday. Um, I wasn't necessarily, I didn't really. Have who, a, have a, who do you start the fucking foundation to help other people on their motherfucking birthday? Like, hey, I'm, gonna let, gonna, uh, I'm gonna let Noah in, guys. Uh, Noah's just kind of he's been a recurring guest. He's a photographer. He's been holding down the scene and all. homie, you know Noah. Time. Okay. Oh, uh, looks like we got Noah, Noah, Filipino, Filipino. Yeah, Noah? yeah, Filipino yeah. Noah. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, so everybody got, knows that dude. Yeah, yeah he's, he's documented. He's, he's, damn near two decades now he's been documenting history in Austin, you know, with that behind the lens and just through being the person he is. We're going to let him in, oh, yeah. and then it looks like we got Key back, too. Um, so let's Sweet. pause here, and let's get the rest of the crew in. All right. Yeah, let me see here. Welcome back. Hey. Oh, man, look at that. <laughs> hey. That's a whole different vibe. <laughs> What's up, like, Noah? The car, nigga. <laughs> Tell me, he was recording like that. I like the color. Yeah, let me. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna get on my computer. So I'm. A, I'm gonna hang up and get. And jump back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was, I was trying to jump in earlier on my phone. 
coming in. It's all right, Noah. Places, so. We were just yeah. uh, we it actually really works better on the computer. Yeah, we uh, Noah, we kind of surprised uh, writers uh, with the video, so they needed some time to kind of um, get ready. Anyway, we were just kind of talking to Shaka a bit about uh, Dawa, his his uh, oh for sure, man, nonprofit organization. I've been a major supporter of that stuff, and during recently when the snowstorm had hit making donations to Dawa as well as the homie Certified who was out there running the streets making sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, Certified. Certified got water to the people and, and diapers to the all the mamas who didn't get it, you know, so it was a struggle. That was a trip, man. That was, like, so crazy to watch. And it's not just – it's not just that, well, Texas has never seen this weather. Like, that, does, that doesn't happen. This is, like, historical shit that no one was ever prepared for because it doesn't happen. Not to yeah. excuse – um, you know, not oh, uh, we not like, excuse not to excuse yeah. Texas for not being ready to like take care of its people. Um, yeah, you know, there's a reason but, that people but, but always the state, say tax dollars state, are lower. But the state didn't. Texas. The state didn't take care of people. It was the That's people. That's what I'm saying. Not to, people not to excuse that took their people took care of people. Bro. I'm not, it wasn't the government. It wasn't the government that didn't step up. It was I'm saying not to excuse up, their no. lack because it should have been. No. There should have been an infrastructure in place in the first place. No, of course. There without, wasn't, especially with all this, there, there, there wasn't, wasn't though. Like, there the wasn't. bottom line is that there wasn't, dude. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, there, right, pe right. People, people sit around and talk about what they're gonna do and not do it. People are talking about what they're not doing, bro. You know That's what I mean? And a, it's like, kind of what people. Hmm? Yeah, I'm saying we see that a lot. With yeah, with, dude. Of course, especially in Texas. So I, I, I study this shit. I'm yeah. educated now. I got, I got, I got a degree, and you know. I participate in a lot of yeah. community and grassroots groups here in Austin, Texas. So I'm not confused about it, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah, been yeah, highly absolutely. associated and affiliated. So so yeah. when people are stepping yeah. up to save lives and government's not, there's somebody at fault there, bro. So yeah, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Right. We're gonna get That's all the here. I never I voted before, like in my life. Well, the last time I tried to vote. Back. I kind of right, Shaka's back, back now too. Um, so okay. Let's get him back in here. And um, we can officially welcome everyone. Sweet. All right. All right. There he is. Man. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, Keith. Good to see you, What's up? I miss, I miss seeing y'all's beautiful faces in the scene. You know what I mean? Real talk. Man. I miss oh, Body man. Rock. God, I miss Body Rock. Yeah. I was hey. just over at uh, Far Out Lounge, and I'm, I'm, I'm considering that might be the spot, a location for some stuff. It's a dope spot. Over there. It's a... Uh... Safety is a priority, you know what I mean? One of, literally one of my favorite things in life is Body Rock. Was uh, that at the Indy or the Independent? No, it was at Empire. Well, it was, oh, at, was at Empire. Empire. Yeah. It switched locations over the last 10 years. So okay. the last iteration of it was at Sahara Lounge. And then before that, it was at Empire. And then before that, it was at Sahara Lounge. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I love Sahara. Are, Sahara um, are they, uh, I know, obviously, they've probably been closed down for a while, but. Is Sahara still kicking over there? Are they gonna? Yeah, I was just over there the other night. They're yeah. they're definitely opened back up. You know, it's a small space, so there's only so much you could do. Right. Um, that's what I was thinking when you said you went from Empire back to Sahara. I was like, okay, that's like because I don't know if you're inside uh, or outside, but it would feel it, it was the inside would, before pre-COVID. The inside would be filled, and the whole outside oh, yeah. would be like packed, man. Like. 
Ooh, ain't, ain't no party like a body rock party, man. My favorite body rock, my favorite body rock of all time was the smallest crowd when y'all were were just Blaze, man, and it was magical as fuck, man. There's so, a there's a there's a video floating around of um I want to say of um of you dancing somewhere and <laughs> maybe at Flush or something. I'm not sure. Oh me? Flush, oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, that's one of the old old body rocks. And yeah. someone told someone I didn't know told me they saw me in a video and yeah. they showed me on the spot. I almost fell over laughing and crying. At the same yeah, time. no, like original body rock, like the first like, year or two. Oh shit. Like, Y'all did it at Plush originally? Yeah, located at Plush. It was <laughs> on a Wednesday. Wow. Uh, for like second Wednesday or first Wednesday, something like that. Yeah, and it, was all, it was all vinyl. It was all vinyl body all rock, yeah, yeah. Or funk, and yeah. yeah, Chorizo Funk. Shout out Chorizo yeah. Funk. Yeah, shouts. Shout out to Chorizo Funk. Yeah, shouts to Plush too, man. R.I.P. You know we, we love that place uh, so much. We love the family still around, but the place, you know, we'll just have to miss that, I guess. The heart is still still there, but it's gone. You know. I think I think we're all kind of like hardened to our favorite places closing at this point, don't you think? I mean, it's not not to say that it's a good thing. It's sad, but it's like another place falls in Austin and it's just almost like expected at this point. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've watched a lot of places. But then I also think, you know, the book, the story's not over. You know, we're, no, no. we're not at the end of the movie, so we really it's Certainly don't. not over. The I biggest mean, boom probably, town in 50 years, they're saying. They'll probably... Uh, I mean, they'll probably turn into fucking condos, but <laughs> I guess right. we... Elon basically, I feel like, positioning himself to just buy Austin. I mean... <laughs> it's scary that there's people who could do that, right? Like, they, people are afraid of politicians. I, I'm afraid of people with money like that. Yeah. <laughs> but Elon, Elon wasn't out here in the streets when it got cold, so you know what I'm saying? Like, Hell no, he I, wasn't. He went, he flew out, man. You kidding? <laughs> They all did, you know what I'm saying? Or or their power didn't go out, but that's a whole nother story. Right, so do you want to formally... Um, I do. Let me right. formally <laughs> introduce our guest, because we've been talking for a minute. Yeah. But um, this is one of my uh, favorite groups. They are a husband and wife duo, which is unique enough. But, you know, their music, their vibe, uh, everything that they do from the parties to the activism to the writing to the comedy um is exceptional uh and i fucking love these people riders against the storm yeah man welcome what up welcome to the you ain't heard of us podcast so uh we were kind of yeah uh, man, thanks for coming yeah no definitely definitely this is our like i told you this is our season finale uh we're gonna take a break and you know, have babies and regroup. And shit. Congratulations! We can officially make that announcement. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. See, that's right, known bro. for a while, but you know, man, that's but crazy. first, I want to I want to start with how are y'all? Like, how are y'all doing in the midst of you know, Snow Week and the pandemic and just everything? Releasing an album, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are y'all doing? Gosh, uh, I feel like we're doing great. Uh, I think a lot of people, um, you know, we've been having a hard time and I don't think that that's uh, uh, evaded us in any way, but just not being able to be social, not being able to be in a community like that, um, not being able to travel like you want, you know, um, 
like you were saying earlier, I don't know what part of the movie this is, but this is like a very epic proportion thriller or what have you. And I think most people kind of feel that regardless of whether or not you're ne definitely, you feel hemmed up against the ropes. I don't necessarily feel like that's how we feel, you know, to, in a lot of, in a lot of senses, we're definitely like bubbling, you know what I mean? We're feeling very, very good. And part of that is maybe the chance, I think a lot of people are feeling that, just the chance to slow down, mm -hmm. um, regroup, uh, reconsider, hash things out, clear things up, you know? Um, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's really cool. It's really, really, really cool, um, you know, to be able to experience life kind of slow down. Like when the pandemic first hit, it was eerie almost because I feel like people were coming out of their houses like they were moles in spring. Right, <laughs> right, right. Groundhog Day shit. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. oh, hi. Like they were waving like indiscriminately <laughs> at each other. Like, oh, around our block for sure. I was like, I didn't know an Asian woman laid on the corner of that. Of our door. <laughs> oh, that's why I be smelling kimchi and shit. <laughs> that's why I be smelling. What is that smell? Oh, <laughs> oh I get it. Um, you know, so there was just a lot of that. Um, and I think it reset people on a certain level. But to talk about ourselves, I feel like it that also took place. It just allowed us to kind of like reset, allowed things to slow down. Um, and it's just uh, allowed for things to kind of gain some potency because mm. things weren't going out as much. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> But it's good because I kind of feel that same kind of way. Like it gives you a chance to to slow down. And I know a lot of people have experienced a lot of hardships. I don't want to make light of that. But mm -hmm. you're able to slow down. Like you're in the house now. So you, you're kind of looking at yourself or you're looking at your partner. Or you're looking at your kids or yeah. whoever's in your house and, you know, yeah. having to slow down. You haven't got to know yourself. You're about to have, have some time with yourself. Oh yeah, you know, you know, you gonna look in the mirror a lot more. Yeah, and it's been really hard. Like I think that's part of why, I, you know, Shock has been able to really output the stuff in the social sector, uh, social justice sector as much because, uh, you know, he can speak to it better. But it's, um, you know, people were really in need because people were at home, they were with yeah. themselves, some people were still in abusive situations, some people needed right. to get out of them, they needed money they for hotels, they needed to leave right. their partners, they needed to feed their kids because shit was just slowed up, work was slowed up, you know? It was, it was, um, it was, it was, it activated on a lot of different levels, heightened everything on a lot of levels. I, did, I didn't even consider that, like if you're in an abusive relationship with someone and yeah. now y'all are fucking, <laughs> snowed in like shit like yeah. that's Damn not that's man. not good at all like i got yeah. i really have to get out of here and y'all right. you know was able to shot did it. and we talked a little bit about that in the break uh when you was when you was uh you know get get together or whatever but yeah yeah like i didn't even consider that so yeah. and even in the midst of that sometimes uh, even in the midst short-sighted you know like it doesn't end at oh you're at home you know you be comfortable deal with it oh you get to work from home you should be happy, but you know you don't know what everyone is doing. You don't know what everybody's going through. To speak on 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 Dawa like earlier too, it's like some people will say, "Oh well, why don't you just go get a job?" It's like I'm an artist. This is all I know. I'm supposed to just just pivot. How how do you just pivot and then go be, be shitty at a job because I've never done this in my life before? <laughs> or you, know? you hate being there. So right, right. <laughs> That's the thing too. 
yeah. yeah. There isn't a fallback plan for artists usually either. I don't think right. people understand the torture for an artist to have a job. It's it's it's, it's really bad. Like it's you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and, and you you living in your head and you like, fuck, I hate this place. And motherfuckers say something to you and you can't because I've got fired for saying that thing out loud that I was supposed to say in my head. And yeah, I said that shit out loud and they they it, it didn't go well. I was escorted yeah. out of the building by security. That is neither here nor there. But think about even going through that and still trying to be an artist and still like, because y'all have a new album out right now, Flowers for the Living, uh, which I really dig. Um, yeah. I think my two favorite songs are Flowers for the Living and The Ones. Like, that I, you know, the whole shit's dope, but those are the two ones that have been like yeah. added to my constant musical rotation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, talk about- Yeah, talk like, about the project. Yeah. Is it, is it something y'all started in the midst of last year? Were you already working on it? You had an idea or something that birth out of just completely having to pivot with this new kind of, you know, way of living? Well, um, we, uh, a lot of the songs on the album are, um, we had kind of released them already. Um, they were singles. So we felt like we had kind of working towards a larger project. And um, the the title song, Flowers for the Living, was actually something that just kind of lived. It was like a, a song, a, a melody that lived with me for a long time. Um, and I remember, uh, you know, he talking with Reggie probably a year ago or so about, you know, he was like, yeah, I got a song called Flowers for the Living. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this is something that was just kind of with me for a long time. And um, uh, this woman, so the song was there. This woman named Lily did a portrait of us. And she put all, all these flowers around us. So I was like, okay, you know, yeah, kind of just, kind of all just made sense in terms of the title of the album, the song. We plan on releasing the song. So just kind of put all these ideas together. And uh, we're lucky to spend a, uh, a weekend basically with uh, Anthony Farrell from the Greyhounds. Mm. Um, we, we made two songs with him. We had, you know, we, I had been, trying to connect with him. You know how it is sometimes wanting to connect with people. Yeah, and, and it just you know at that time. But we, we it, got that we got that with you constantly, Reggie. But, you know, we, we gotten a few things done. Everyone but, you know, does. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. A lot of anyway, house. A lot of house. Yeah. So you know he you know he we have been back and forth and then finally um you know he uh we he made some time because of you know pandemic people are home or whatever. Yeah. So right. you know we literally just sat in his little small studio and made those songs together. Uh, the Ones and Richard Simmons. Mm. And, uh, that, the Ones is the, the first track, right? Yeah, yeah. Ones, yeah, that's the first laps. track, yeah. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, like, it like, comes on. Yeah, yeah, that little oh, real, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that. That, that. that survived for me. I like Black Girl Payday, too. I know you came out with yeah. that, like, in the video for that is dope as fuck. You that one was him, too? No, 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 that's no, a different no, no. producer. Okay, because that one slapped too, part. I was going to say. No, yeah. but that song is on this album, Black Girl Payday. Yeah, 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 right. right. On, right. For the yeah. yeah. So y'all worked with a, a couple different producers. Yeah, three, three different producers. Yeah, so where's so the house like, influence coming from? Because that's uh, one thing I noticed for sure. There's there's a little I house love, music. I love house music. Cool, cool. And yeah. um, I don't really know house music, like, enough to, I'm not, like, a super fan, but I, it just lifts me up. It's kind of like, yeah. uh, like, um, 
you know, I don't what's the word, uh, not not dance hall reggae, but the the old school reggae. Like when I hear it, it just lifts me up. It's just like it's like it's like gospel right. music to me. You know, like yeah. it's just got a really inspirational vibe to it. Every time I hear it, I like it just makes me feel better. Right. Uh, so um, yeah, I, I just I just love that. So like you know, I wanted to bring that element. I I wanted to personally just like do a whole house record. Yeah. But, um, that might be an a, idea, huh? Or at least like a remix record. I'm yeah. Those yeah. Tracks. yeah. I, it's it's just about finding a producer that's willing to go go yeah, in and man. get it done. You know, I, we could do it. You know, that's thing you know, y'all are gonna be up in Detroit, juking this shit. I just love house music, and I've been like, you know, wanting to do more of that, and so like that's where that kind of comes from. I think. Cool. Yeah, I love yeah, that. There's a, there's a um kind of new nouveau house style that's coming out of South Africa that I've been really into. It's called Ama Piano. Um, and there's a cat that we both love um, by the name of um, Sam Thang Sueto. And uh, he came out with a, a hit record uh, in South Africa, in Africa, called, um, gosh, actually, I don't remember the song, but he wanted something authentically South African. So he Loto? came up with this. Huh? Talking about Loto? Loto, I don't think that's the name of the, the whole uh, album. Know. But that was the record that came out. Yeah, that was the it's record. Like, Loto. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you... no, Loto. If you look up Loto, L O T T O, like Lotto, but Loto um, mm -hmm. by Sam Thing, like Sam Thing, Soweto. Um, and uh, it's a whole vibe over there. Like, all uh, that's like the new hot, every, like, it's so cool. It's okay, like South African, South African melodies, like the way South Africans sing over house music it's it's it sends you away like it's so cool so awesome. I, we were digging sam thinks the weather for a long time and then he came out with a house record but an african style sweet lullaby type south uh uh house record so we were really vibing on that for a while too like playing it in the house a lot etc kind of figuring out who these producers are and all of that and just kind of going down the rabbit hole of listening to that um there was the, the song the rain which is an old school um, record that Shaka was really vibing on for a long time. And that kind of like, yeah, definitely you're not mistaken when you say that you hear the house vibe. We were vibing on that maybe throughout the pandemic, a little before that, but yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing, that's ironic, the house vibe. Right. <laughs> like, but, nah, it's cool. Right. I, I, I dig that, like the uplifting, you know what I'm saying? I think that kind of lends to one of y'all's strengths of like, uplifting if oh, people yeah. don't know what body rock is well and i know like there's seven billion people on the planet so a lot of people don't know what body rock is but i really want y'all to talk about this and explain this because i think this really massively kind of plays into one of y'all's strengths i can't wait to see y'all perform these songs live you know what i mean like in a in a you know what i mean like in a show you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying maybe you've performed them one-off but just the energy um and that lends to body rock in my mind so can we just talk about body rock? Yeah. Exactly. Uh well, yeah. Um, we uh we started body rock. Uh, we got we got to Austin in like the end of December two thousand nine. We started body rock February two thousand ten. So we met DJ Chorizo Funk. That was quick. In, Jan in January two thousand ten, and he he saw like we were doing a party on the, on the east side at this place called the Arun Center Cultural Arts. Mm. It's no longer there, but um. Uh, we had met him through a friend and then he came to one of our parties and, and then uh, he asked us like, yo, you know, I got a, 
I got opportunity. You, I don't know if y'all remember James Taylor at the time he was running uh, plush. Um, and James Taylor asked him if he wanted to do something at plush. And so he was trying to figure out what he wanted to do. He had this idea. He saw what we were doing and he was like, yo, would y'all be down? And we were like, we ain't got nothing else to do on a Wednesday second, whatever, let's go. You know, we All just right. got here. So it was just All like, right. um, you know, it was the second Wednesday of the month. We were like getting 20% of the bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, they gave y'all 20%. <laughs> <laughs> when I weren't in the door. Yeah, we I'm weren't getting the door. 10. It was free, it was free. So like I mean, some some nights we was coming home with like ten dollars, man. On a know. Wednesday night, yeah. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Some nights was was all right. There was never great, you know what I mean? Twenty percent of the bar was never like never great. Yeah, never like great. That's the right. It wasn't wasn't what we came Shout down out to James here Taylor too, though. Yeah. Shout out to James Taylor too. He was a major influence in Austin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know, he, he gave us a shot, and you know, we we uh we did what we could with that, and we had some we had some good, I mean, great nights in terms of like just the energy of the party and everything. But right. we decided to move it uh to a place called Loft Seven One Eight, and that's where it really kind of like picked up. Yeah, and I remember so, that spot. Right, right. Within it, within a year, like we you know we had like a line out the door. It was like packed. Wow. I w- I really wish we had got footage of the last party there. Um, it's just gonna have to live in my memory, but like that last party was crazy it was like wall to wall wall to wall people um in a line out the door i feel like maybe we did get some footage of that somebody got something anyway it was it was hopefully we can find it in the slice of that right here i mean people weren't so on their screens at that exactly right yeah it was early still this is like 11 12 though this oh, like, right. a little later. but still at that point yeah. it wasn't rampant it wasn't yeah you didn't have everybody like staring at you with their fucking phones up right you know i remember with, kind you know, of switching from hard flyers to like facebook events too around that time it was kind right. of like just starting to like you would still yeah. go hand out your handbills for sure i still use the camera i still use the camera right? yeah. <laughs> i would probably got that shit on right. the cool not that one not that one <laughs> right so you know i mean it just it just kept growing man and like you know the energy never changed like you know whatever people were experiencing on a second wednesday it's the same thing it's just you know more people you know, hip hop call and response. So it's like, you know, you, you you send the energy out there. The more people that's there, the more energy comes back, and just you know, you just go up from there. So, you know, uh, <laughs> we our last our last party uh, we did in February uh, twenty twenty, like our last like with people Obviously. there. We brought we brought Tony Touch, and uh, it was uh, it was crazy, like eight hundred people at Empire. Obviously. You know, wow. we brought we brought uh, we brought Purple Pam before she uh, transitioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah. Brought, brought DJ Newmark. Yes, you know, we've, had, we've had legends like K Reno up in there, like yeah, some yeah. some yeah. epic party. We did a party with DJ Maceo from uh, De La Soul. Yep. Um, some epic stuff, man. You know, really like you know legendary stuff. So it's it's been great. It's like a great community space with a super diverse like group of people. You're gonna see black folks, white folks, rich folks, poor folks, you know, queer folks, whoever. We we all up in there. I've never seen a fight at Body Rock. Nah. <laughs> no. No. Never seen no. There there probably was like close to one and literally it got hugged out. No, I've I've I might have I might have I almost yeah, but that that's a whole nother story for another day. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it was Reggie? No, it wasn't. No, that, <laughs> that wasn't me. But yeah, I've uh 
Yeah, I was like, no, I'm not finna fuck up Body Rock, man. You're not finna, you know, you're not finna, like, I'm not gonna be the dude that fucks it up. But, uh, the one yeah, party it was, it, was, it was, it was a beautiful, and then I think wherever you guys take it or whatever you do with it, it'll continue to be a beautiful space because y'all radiate that energy outward. Yeah, but, uh, and it, so it just kind of paused because of circumstances, or did y'all make a decision? We've done some oh. virtual ones. Yeah, yeah we found a couple virtual ones this last year. And I think yeah. the other important thing to do to, to note all the time, I have to try to make sure we note that um, like body rock is also body rock because of training, right? Mm. So people don't think, people don't think that one, that you're ever going to like party mm. for a living, like your parents are, you know, I'm going to party for a living. Your parents going to be cool with that. Like that's not a thing. Can't do that. It's not a thing. It's not a thing, right. but you know, that you, you flow with however, you know, the, the, the current goes and however the divine decides to unfold things. So like really what prepared us to have Body Rock have the energy that it has is spiritual training. You know, we were trained by um, um, uh, professional storytellers. Mm. So these are people who were holding stories um, of, of, you know, cultures for hundreds of years hundreds of years. Some people call them griots or what yeah, have sure. you, but I mean, like literally trained under these people. There's one Baba by the name and I have to give him a call, um, but his name is Fred Johnson. Okay. Right? And so this brother is a jazz vocalist, exquisite jazz vocalist, right? Just, mm -hmm. you know, Gregory Porter type jazz. Like awesome. they're friends I, I, as a matter of fact. Yeah, him and Gregory Porter are actually friends, but we met him years and years and years ago. But he was trained by these, um, this, the, the sect called the Jollies in, in West Africa. Mm -hmm. um, and we had him at our conference last year. We had a mm -hmm. virtual conference last year uh, called the Society Today. And we'll, maybe we'll get into that. But um, so like, this is how ill the, vi like when you can tune into vibration and we know it, we know what we're saying, mm -hmm. but we don't necessarily know where it comes from. And we don't necessarily understand how to deliberately activate it necessarily, right? Baba Fred Johnson knows how to deliberately activate it, right? So I remember being on a conference call with and with with Baba Fred, and Baba Fred was like, um, you know, I'm I, I do these. Uh, he plays this instrument, this ancient African instrument, mm -hmm. and so like part of being able to have that instrument is you have to be trained, and then you have to be a part of building the instrument. You can't just like buy it. Buy right? it. Oh, so you have to make it or it, it have a. Piece. You have to have a relationship in right. order for you to even have access to it. Right. Real, real stuff. Um, and he said, now, just to warn you, once I start singing and playing, the, 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 the uh, uh, internet is probably going to go crazy real quick until I can lock into the frequency, uh, into the bandwidth frequency. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, no, no. Keep going, please. You know what I mean? And he started playing and legit, it started to like... Up. Right? But I say that to preface that this is like a, 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 a baton. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not just like a live-ass party. It's a baton of a tradition that has been passed on uh, to us. And that's where our name, Writers Against the Storm, comes from, you know? Um, fucking up the... I mean, it comes from a song from these women called Sweet Honey in the Rock. We'll explain that in a second. But I say that to say that there's a tradition of 
activating the community, being able to have them understand what it feels like to gather, to become one molecular, one corporal entity. And then also respect the fact that you're standing on your own square. Like I, I am the liver. I don't go around messing around with whatever the nostrils are doing or whatever. But we, but we have to, we have to, we have to work in concert. We have to know what it feels like to be in concert with each other. Um, and literally, that's 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 the energy. It's just like you know, you can be exact. That's why I feel like so many people feel safe at Body Rock and at our shows. It's because they get to feel what it feels like, remember what it feels like to be able to be whatever you are and still work, work within the body and not have it be discriminated against because it all has to work together, you know? Um, so those are, that's a lot of what goes into that. Not that it, it gets explained that way explicitly, not that it gets, you know, um, it, not know that's what you're experiencing when you're there, but you can feel something other, otherly happening. Yeah, it's it's one of those like I always say it feels like going to church without the preface of Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> going to a fucking cool ass church where everybody's just like on this like it's 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 I don't want to say weird, but it's literally one of my favorite things in life is body rock, and I'm not like bullshitting or capping just because we're talking on a podcast. Like I really really <laughs> love that shit so. See, to hear you explain it that way makes a lot of sense because that's how it vibrates with me. Cool. It's like I said, especially with the, the Just Blaze, just to bring it up, when y'all did the Just Blaze Body Rock, it was a very small turnout. It wasn't like the normal turnout y'all had, but I mean, there was hardly any people there and the expectation was, it needed to be more, but you could still get the same energy from a small crowd, what you are doing with Just Blaze. Even Just Blaze was like, this is something else. You know what I mean? He knew that y'all guys were doing something else. And that was one of the most magical moments I've ever seen with y'all. Besides the South by 2011 at the, uh, at the W when it first opened. Those are the two most significant moments I had with you guys. When we set up for the, I helped with the Ninja Tune setup over at South by 2011, remember? Oh, and then they were originally supposed to have Dells from Ninja Tune supposed to show up. So Ninja Tunes always used to hit me up to help set up their showcases, and they had you guys come in because Dells from Britain was supposed to show up, but they didn't. They they didn't come through. So they had you, Boom Baptist, and Martin from uh from uh Okote Soul Sounds play. Remember? Yeah, on the roof. Uh, on, on, the roof on the roof. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, wow. that, was a, that was a very magical moment there for me too, for you guys. That's like, a cool spot too. <laughs> that's a decade. So, that's a decade ago, almost right to the day while you bullshit. Yeah, that's true. We're this in March. That was a decade. Here, yeah. Damn, I've seen, I've seen the come up, man. It's, bl it's a blessing to be around to see these moments, even when there's nobody there. It's still like right. ten thousand times magical, man. The energy precedes itself or the energy is going to be what it's going to be. It don't matter what the venue is or or the crowd sometimes even. And that's a really beautiful thing. One of the right. things that I love about what y'all do and why I think y'all can win the Austin Music Award as the best group. Because for one, you deserve it. But like, that's a part of it. No matter, no matter who it is, we could be in the hood, we could be in front of some white folks, we could be in, at an elementary school. Literally, the yeah. energy gets off because it's it's authentic and it's true. Right. I want to one of those awards though because we ask people to vote for us and like, <laughs> you know, 
But listen, I mean, no, 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 I'm, 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 I love I'm, you, brother. No, what I'm saying is like people rock with us, so they 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 were like, Yeah, we'll do it, okay. you know. And the reason we haven't won anything since is because we haven't asked anybody to vote for, <laughs> for real, like you know, after winning the three years in a row, you so, know, um, what, what did you win three years in a row? Uh, the band of the year, awesome musical, awesome musical. Right. I should have right. our, our fans, our fans voted us, voted yeah. us in because we asked them to do it. And, um, you know, after doing that, and then they, you know, you notice on the cut, we were on the cover of the Chronicle last week, they, they yes. said three time banded year. That's the first time they've ever said that. And like, you know, since, mm -hmm. since we won three years in a row, like they were literally right about us and never mentioned that we won their award band a year, three years in a row. So that's mm -hmm. why he, that's why he, he, <laughs> he highlighted that because you yeah, know, I made the statement because it's like, they, you know, we still, we never played their, uh, you know, music awards. It's still mm -hmm. like, a I lot noticed that. A certain lack of acknowledgement, you know, but I, you know, the I think the journalists were trying to make up for that, you know. Who uh, and it was Karan, right? Um, no, nah, Derek, Derek Udensi. Derek Udensi? Okay, I don't, I don't yeah. know Derek, but shout out to Derek. I, I'll never, I'll never ask anybody to vote for us again for again. anything else. Right. Correct, me if, correct me if I'm mistaken. There was a little bit of controversy about one year that you had won, and then that you didn't show up to the awards. Is that correct too, as well? No, no, no. We we always showed up. We showed up. Yeah. As a matter of fact, like we always, we always talked about hip hop. You know, we always talked about how you know the city has been neglecting hip hop. Right. Actually, the, the second year, I, I kind of, I, I got, I caught the Holy Ghost and went off and didn't even let Key speak. And I'm, I still feel, feel, uh, you know, bad about that to this day. But I just got <laughs> in my zone and I was like, man, y'all gonna respect me. <laughs> yeah. You had to do Andre three thousand and so yeah, best man, of yeah, this moment. Yeah. Seriously, though, like, and we've, we've, we've addressed that like, before. Historically, huh? Austin has done that, and I mean, I don't know if it's if they're not giving enough attention to people of color, or if it's hip hop, or if it's all the same. Um, but it's always been the case, and like they've pigeonholed hip hop shows to a certain club. We talked about that before, where they can't play the, the good hip hop shows like you guys, where you need like a sound band, you need a a, a live venue, not just not just a, a club that happens to have a microphone and a PA. And that took years, and we owe a lot of that to, um, to uh, what Reggie? What's the name? I'm, I'm, I'm skipping on the the night. Uh, Babu's night and uh, yeah. oh, hip hop hump day. We're hip hop hump day, oh, right? Yeah, right. that's the originals, right? Right. right. Unless you were like, like a touring act, and then you might get put at, you know, like Emos was a cool place, but you know, unless you were a huge touring act, they'd kind of like. And they would put you in the shitty room at Emos too yeah. back then. They wouldn't because do, they're lumping the all this. Because I remember, place. yeah, I was there. Right, yeah, right, I right. remember. Um, can we backpedal a little bit because we talked about Body Rock, and I want to talk about we're talking about y'all's vibe in general, but the Riders shows are a whole different thing. And uh, man, I I remember not expecting what was going to happen when I saw you guys for the first time. As soon as y'all jumped up and down, I feel like crowd went nuts man and i've experienced that at hip-hop shows before like you know wu-tang or something like the crowd's jumping up and down it's a whole different like it's like a dance party i was getting moved around i had my backpack i was trying to like put some shit back in it you know like i just I remember it very clearly and it was so much fun um but can we go back to before you got to austin how um we don't have to talk y'all's whole life story but you guys as a as a couple where does music start um, how did writers start before you, and why? What brought you to Austin? That might be a really long story, but you know, let's try and. No, no, no. Uh, I feel like um, 
we met, gosh, it's coming up on our 20 years since we met. Yeah. Yeah, it's been about 20 years. Blessings, since blessings. blessings. Yeah. yeah. Blessings, blessings. Still so pretty. Um, <laughs> get it, girl, beautiful. get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, now it's been about 20 years since we met. And so Shaka had just graduated well not just but he had graduated from um uh college in 99 and he went he's from pittsburgh uh -oh. he went to college uh -oh. in uh, providence rhode island and um i was a new york kid and my mother was basically trying to, and a lot of people actually a lot of uh, uh caribbean people were migrating from new york in the late 80s to get away from the drugs and the crack and the gangs and all of that so they moved to new england because you could still get back to new york on a weekend Right. really easily if you needed to like we were about two two and a half hours away, hours away yeah, yeah so. austin to houston basically austin to houston exactly so but it's a whole it's three three four states in between you know okay. um three states in between so or three states of driving whatever so um we i grew up there um from about age eight nine to you know until we moved down here and i was about 27 something like that um, so we, uh, we met, okay, so Providence, Rhode Island is small and most people didn't know, or I don't know if the statistics is still the same, but Providence, Rhode Island was mostly people of color. People, nobody thinks that when they think of Rhode Island. Rhode Island, you definitely don't think black people. Yeah. No, Rhode Island, I mean, in and of itself is, is not predominantly people of color, but the capital city is over 50% people of color. And the reason for that is one, because of the migration, like I was talking about, also it's a port city. So a lot of, and it was also a refugee city. So there was a lot of people of color, and I'm talking about all kinds, like it is probably, in my opinion, I don't know the statistics exactly, but it might be one of the most culturally dense per capita in the country for the size that it's in. I mean, you're talking about Laotian people, Cambodian people, Ghanaian people, uh, 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 Colombian people, like the, the Peruvian people. There was constantly a flag day, constantly an Independence Day, Jamaican restaurants. I mean, like Thai, there was Indian, I mean, everything, everybody, all kinds of enclaves in this tiny little spot. So you were constantly running into in and out of culture. So you kind of had to learn to, it was great stomping ground to learn things politically because things was, it was easy to access, easier to access because it was so small. It was also like the, the racism was gratuitous, like <laughs> gratuitous. Yeah, like, like you imagine yeah. someone like me being arrested? Like I was arrested for some BS, you know what I mean? For protecting kids, you know of what course. I mean? Of course. It's gratuitous racism. Um, and Shaka could talk about it. He was he was doing a lot of organizing at the time around that. Um, but so that's so because it's so small, like if you're a, an, a if you're black, it's small. If you're a black artist, it's small. If you're a black artist activist, it's super small. It keeps right. It keeps right. keeps getting gets kids smaller. So we were just orbiting each other quite a bit. You know what I mean? There used to be this thing called war, kind of like, so I think I, around that time, a lot of stuff was happening like that. So much like Hip Hop Hump Day, there was this this, this stuff called war. Um, it was a monthly and, you know, open mic. And, you know, that's where everyone came to showcase their stuff and, you know, you know highlight and, you know, pe certain individuals became like popular and, you know, became their <laughs> mainstays, et cetera. Um, and so I met him there, there for the first time. I was in college. 
he had graduated out of college. He was working in the community. Um, and uh, I saw him there. And then eventually we just started circling each other and seeing each other at different open mics and different. Um, were y'all both performing and, and, and creating already? Or were you like just attending these events? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was in a rap group <laughs> in college uh, that was called, a, uh, oh no. I was about yeah, to say tell, it, tell us so we can find it and cut it in right here. <laughs> we will. <laughs> I, if you can find it, I think I might have the CD if you can find it. It was called Dark Trilogy. It was a clean version of Wu Tang. Like, you know, I mean, if you can imagine that. They, they were, that stone, the man, stepping stones. You needed that. That, that was okay. the idea. Um, and and what were you doing, Chaka, at the time? I know you graduated. Uh, so I was you like doing art. Yeah, I was I was doing hella things all at once. You know, I was organizing. Yeah, I was as we all know doing you know spoken word. Um, you know, I, I was in that early that early phase. Like I was really like pretty. Uh, I guess what you call it, militant, and like um, really. You know, this this was like dead prayers. Like, let's get free was out, and yeah. I, I had come out of school with certain mentality, mm -hmm. um, and I was just, I was just not with the shit. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> as they say, you no, know, kind yeah. of just like we we gotta we gotta build our own, and you know, and we gotta you know we gotta do it now, and you know what I'm saying we gotta stop this, we gotta stop that, we gotta fight this, we gotta fight that. So I was doing a lot of stuff in in the community around police brutality. Um, at the time, um, there was a, a police officer named Cornell Young Jr. who had been murdered by his own police force. He was a black uh, officer that was more murdered by his own police force. And um, yeah, like he literally got murdered like right around the corner from me. I remember hearing the gunshots and um, it just, it just it, yeah, I was just activated on that level. Like, you know, we need to, we need to, we need to stop this. We need to end this. Um, but also, you know, just you know, very, in a sense, naive to the, the the struggle of, you know, social change and the challenges of it and the complexity of it and the traumas that um, are involved, you know what I'm saying? So, yes. um, but I was just going hard, you know, I was just like, that was just me. I was just, I always had a dead press, and, I, and I felt that. I was passing <laughs> out some type of event, some type of rally, some type of meeting, you know, trying to get people out, um, constantly just doing that. And, um, you know, that's kind of when we crossed paths. I actually, the first time I remember meeting her, I, I you know, we met before that, but the first time I really remember was I was at a, a, like a dance party at a college and I went there, I went there to hand out flyers for this like rally or something, you know, like, in a, you know what I mean? Something in the community. So like, you know, I'm just like walking through the crowd, like everybody's dancing. I'm like, you know, there's a rally today, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, this is a movie, dude. Yeah, wanna, this is a see, movie. Go ahead, you, sorry. Do you know about such and such? Do you know what's going on? Da, 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 da. You need to come out? You know, that was me, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everybody's trying to party. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool, you know what I'm saying? But uh, that's the first time I remember, like, actually, you know, really kind of engaging with her. I don't know what we talked about. We had a quick conversation. Um, and then, you know, I moved on throughout the crowd. And then left, you know what I mean? I wasn't like, I wasn't at a party. I was trying to like, okay, there's a party tonight. All right, I'm gonna hand out these flyers. I'm gonna go to the party and get to yeah. the people. Yeah, so anyway, that, you know, we were we were both doing spoken word stuff. And, you know, basically, Key always beat me, you know, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'd be in the thing, you know what I'm saying? And like, I think we you know, lost so, it. 
Yeah. Um, I just really, I really thought she was talented. And well, I knew she was talented. And I was just like, you know, we should, we should work on some songs together. She was always around. We were always around each other. Cool. And so, you know, we started out as friends, just making songs. And, and the name itself, Riders Against the Storm, comes from a group called Sweet Honey and a Rock. And they had a song called Ella Song, which was a tribute to Ella Baker. And mm, they took, okay. they took um, lyrics or they took words from one of her speeches and, and talked about passing the torch to the young who will run against the storm. And so mm. we, we chose Riders Against the Storm. But like, I was listening to the song one day and she was over at the, at the apartment. And I was just like, hey, what do you think about Riders Against the Storm? And, our first show ever was uh, opening up for Dead Prayers. Dead Prayers, yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we won a contest. Like our first three songs that we wrote, we performed them like you know for the for the tryout or whatever. We and we ended up winning. So our first show ever was was opening up for Dead Prayers, which was like you know which was cool, you know, because uh, yeah. a lot of what they were doing was resonating with we where where we was at and what we was doing in the community. So. So y'all had recorded those like a little demo or whatever, or or sorry, you said nah, you bro, we, had, we, had a, we had a money, we had a, <laughs> okay, like, they just performed the song, just performed yeah, yeah. about a contest, no, 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 just, and that's how you got the show. That's you know what I mean. We you know people used to pass around beats on CDs or whatever, yeah. and uh, you know, or you have instrumentals from songs, right. you know, singles or whatever. Yeah, no, we didn't. There wasn't really a lot of studios, and right, you know, there wasn't really right. a lot of that back in that time, like in the early two thousands. Like if someone had a studio, they was like that was that was that was crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that yeah. were the people to go to. You know what I'm saying? What and was then, the name that, of was like, that was like the spot. If they had it, that was like the spot, and it was like you know a thing. Right. But you know, so we we just uh, we just memorized the joints and, and went and performed them. What was the name of the Sweet Honey and the Rock song that you got? Oh, Ella's song. Ella's about Ella Bay. That's right. Baby. Yeah, Ella's song. Okay. And I got a I got a question real quick. I got a question real quick, not to, to change the topic, but uh, Riddler of CVE from the West Coast is yes. an old friend of mine. Riddler of Chillin' Villain Empire. So yes. those were the first people I ever toured with, and Two Mex. It was Two Mex and the CVE yeah. crew. So I grew up with them, and when I was coming up on hip hop shows, those were the first guys who put me on underground. And yeah. then when I, I heard a track that y'all did with him, and I know that you visit him frequently. Me and Riddler are still very close whenever chance he comes to town. But when I heard that song that y'all did with him, was it around that time of the early 2000s? Or? Nah, man. Um, we, we, we met Riddler like probably 2010. We just went to a juice, juice land to get some food. And he was chilling there. No, it was... Uh... It That's was, some awesome uh, shit. I went oh, to no, Juice no, Land. it wasn't Juice Land. It was uh, Mr. Uh, what's his yeah, name? Mr. Naturals. Mr. Naturals. Oh, Mr. Naturals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Shout out to Mr. Naturals. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Naturals. Dead ass. And, uh, he was that chef. place was around before I ever saw Juice Land popping off. No, no, dead ass. Shout out to Mr. Yeah. Naturals. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, he was yeah. just chilling. There and um, we were meeting with uh, Dorian from the Arun Center. And we were talking. I think he might have overheard. And Robin it. Rather. Remember that? It was oh, Robin wow. Rather. It was Dan Rather's daughter and us. Oh, shit. <laughs> Why did I was about to say, was she on the news? <laughs> it was Robin Rather's daughter, Dorian Lassard, and Shaka. And we were hanging yeah, out. Yeah, so we, we had done a party at the Arun Center. It was like a, a tribute to MLK. Um, but like, you know, because we when we were in Providence, we were doing this party. But it was like a tribute to the, like the radical side because like a lot of people don't know, like after... I have a dream speech. Like he just got more and more radical. Like by '69, like uh, he was, yeah, he was talking about the money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was in. A, he was on a different page. So yeah, you know, we 
we were doing events in Providence before we came down here. So we just like, okay, we're going to do that down here. And we did an event called All Rise, I think for two or three years. Um, that was an extension of that. But um, yeah, man, Robin Rad, I think she read about it in the, somehow it got written up in the Chronicle, like a little, like a little, little blurb or whatever. And she yeah. reached out to us. So we're at Mr. Natural. Long story short, we're at Mr. Natural with Dan Rather's daughter, the the founder of Arun Center. And I think I think he just overheard us talking. And then like after the conversation with her was over, we're still chilling and we just kind of connected. We started talking. Oh no? No, you saw Riddler and we're like, I need to know who this nigga is. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Shout out to Riddler. Shout out to like, Riddler. I need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure that. I, 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 that makes a lot of sense. So anyway, yeah, we ended up talking. We had a CD on us, and you know, I gave him the CD, and like he ended up hitting hitting us up. He's like, "Yo, like this is this is dope. Like, you know, like we should connect." And that, and we've been lifelong friends since then. Like, you know, actually, he because initially we were uh, Boom Baptist was kind of back in the yeah yeah us up a little bit at a time. Um, we had different like scenarios, different setups, but we didn't have a live band at this point. So he he became our like you know kind of like our backing. Like he would he had Ableton and he would do our our beats and stuff. And like we 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 did a lot of our early shows with him. Shouts out to we've mentioned him enough. I think it's about time we get only on. <laughs> it was just like I was like I was just looking at you like damn this thing keeps coming up. We got we yeah, got no, Noah Noah you set that up man. Let's get him on a. Yeah. Definitely un unsung. He's definitely unsung, man. Yeah, he's really uh, shout out to Boom Baptist, man. Mad love for him. Transcending genres too, man. Like you know, like I was in a kind of a completely different place in those years, and Boom Baptist was very relevant in our scene, the sound system scene. And, yeah. Yeah, he was relevant in ours too. He was one right, of the first right. people to really kind of like effectively bridge yeah. that shit in the way. They that resident I think that might be how we started hanging out. Is Maybe. it like? Yeah, he had those, a residency. He had a, he did that thing in Barcelona too. Yep. I used to come to Barcelona all the time. Right. That might have been where we met, fool. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's, these are these moments, the connections that come up are the best part of doing this. I swear. It, it, it's super Austin, and I don't think that anybody that's not from Austin, but what I love about it is being able to detail history. So if anything yeah. ever does happen, right? Or when it does happen. <laughs> A motherfucker will be able to go back and listen and be like, I heard him yeah. say this, I heard her say this in their own word. It's right. a, a function of um collecting data, it's a function of history. Right. Um back to the writer's story. So you didn't have the demo yet, but you got you did the Dead Press show, you kind of solidified as a group, I'm assuming. And then but you said you had a CD to hand off once you were in Austin. So when did you get your first recording made? How long after that? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think our first recording came out in 2005. Okay, first writer's uh, recording in 05. And it was called Everybody Dig. It was called Everybody Dig. Um, <laughs> like a command? Song, huh? It's like a command? It was It was <laughs> kind of a double entendre. It was just like Everybody Dig, Get to Work. It was also like okay. Everybody, everybody Dig. Everybody Dig, like listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... It was uh, it was clearly our, our first attempt at, at working together, um, but it was solid in in heart. It was solid in like you know our our, our ideas and and you know our feelings and our, our our kind of our imprint moving forward. It was really solid in that regard. 
Um, but uh, I feel like that came out in 2005 and the record that we produced um, and that came we came here with was called Speak the Truth in 2009. So we had, you know, got, we had Shaka's very good in that regard and being like, okay, it's time to move. He's a strategist. He's like, okay, it's time to move. Like we got to get out of here. Okay. So uh, at, at some point, maybe around the end of 2007, 2018, for sure, he was just very in, intent on like, okay, it's time for us to leave here. So, um, and we got married in 2007. So just to give you an idea, like the record, our first uh -huh. record came out in 2005. We got married in 2007. We moved here in 2009. So um, yeah, he's very good at that. So I feel like, you know, that was the point we were like, okay, if we're going to move, we want to, we, we were also had a comedy group at the time called In-House Freestyle. Wow. And so it, it was amazing. <laughs> we were the only all black sketch comedy group in Austin. We had a, a, one of our characters run for president. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, in New England. Uh, we had one of our characters run for president in 2008. The, and people actually voted for him. Huh? What's the, what was what was it? The, the, you talking about the... Uh, the what's the, what's Snuggles. Yeah, the, the nigga that used to be like, the rent is just too goddamn high. That's what you talking about? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's the real dude back in... The, <laughs> that's some other guy back in New York in the last... Sorry. Or whatever. That, that's your <laughs> man, I know. That was your man. But before that, <laughs> that preceded that, so I, I'll give you a real quick. So we had this comedy group called In-House Freestyle. I started it with some friends. I was trying to continue it with this mentee that I had. And then like for her project, I was just like, well, why don't we actually, we used to do this comedy group. I had a comedy group with the kids in the schools. And then I was like, for her main, um, for her real, for her, um, she had to do like a, a senior project or whatever. So what do we just brought this back this in-house freestyle back and we actually like do it and that can be your like project because you she loved comedy she loved being on stage and shit. I was like, okay let's do it but then it actually became real thing shaka uh was a part of the initial crew kind of later on when we started doing it, it was me and this me and this other brother and this other sister we started it and then shaka came on later and then we start and then it stopped and then we restarted it with this student and then it became like a real collective thing that we put out into the community so it was really incredible because it's also still in keeping in the sense that we used comedy, like we had our comedy, we did dumb, you know, ridiculous shit or whatever, right. um, and had some legitimate writings and stuff like that. And we toured and all that, but we also used it as an opportunity, the shows that we produced, not the ones we got hired for. Right, so like this is our shit. Right, we right. would put in, we would put in whatever <laughs> community issue was going on. So if there was police brutality going on, we put it in the show, but also we'd have an organization um, that would be representing for anti-police brutality work with a booth there so that as soon as people got like activated and acknowledged, got knowledge about what the particular scenario was happening in the community, they could go directly get activated right. as soon as they were uh, at the show. So now that was kind of our model and continues to be our model. Yeah. Um, but so Shaka um, uh, and I, you know, I think Shaka was working in the schools and he was just tired of seeing the military recruiting the kids in the schools when they had one college fair that basically, uh, you know, what are you telling these kids in the hood when the, the, the recruiters can be at lunch with them, hanging out in the hallways with them, all that. Oh, and one college fair. What are you saying? Yeah. You're right? They're trying to get me. They're trying to get you. So, you know, so Shaka basically created this character to kind of like clown the whole situation to kind of help with the idea that it's okay to deter from 
feeling like that was had to be an option for you. You know what I mean? Um, but this character, Snuggles, uh, he had like one arm, he had Coke bottle glasses, snaggle tube, the whole he ain't talk like this, you know, he's a black guy. <laughs> um, but eventually he became this beloved character because he could dance. He could dance really good. Like the the guy who who, who was playing him was an incredible dancer, like Avon, Alvin Ailey level. Yeah, great dancer. So he could really communicate with his body, and so he would, you know, that was Snuggles' little thing. Like he get dissed, and he, he dumb shit would happen to him. But then, like at, at the end of the day, like he be he be able to dance and stuff. So people were like go Snuggles, go Snuggles, you know. Um, and so we realized after a while of working with this character, it's like, oh well, what options did he have? Like he got roped into. He still lives in the community. He wasn't trained to do anything else, you know? Um, and he's still struggling like everybody else. So who is this guy? And what if we could use his story to actually send out a message? So Shaka was like, why don't we have him run for president? He could tell you the rest <laughs> if he wants to. Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh... Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we're a great the, the story, people, by the way. The thing that people got to realize is that, like, you know, we're doing all this just because we want to do it. Like, you know, this is before like Instagram and all this stuff. And like, you know, this wasn't like, this was just like one huge art project that we just like, we just collapsed into. We just went full. This was not, we weren't making money. Like, this was just something that we were just excited to do. And so, like, um, all these ideas and things that were ha that we were doing, we were doing them because we just like wanted to see like what would happen, what would happen, and, and how people will respond. And like, what we were realizing and coming into knowledge of is just like our own power as artists and how we can create worlds and realities with our with our words, with our ideas. Um, we definitely were not anywhere near fully realizing we're still not there yet, but. We, we've grown a lot, but at this stage, we were just like, hey, look, um, this is an idea, let's do it. And we had enough people around us that like, yeah, let's do it. Enough crazy <laughs> hey, people. Oh, shit, we can do this shit. Me by myself being like, yeah, we should, we should have run for president. It would have stopped there, you know? But like, we had enough people in our community that were like, this is a great idea. So like, it just it just unfolded. So we had yeah. we had commercials on, the, on TV. We have flyers. He had a website with a platform. Um, we took all the iconography from Obama, like the, the, the O with the, with the flag in it, but he, we put it in his glasses. So it was <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, his glasses were the OO, you know, an eight right. and you know what I mean? Like we, we did this whole thing. He, uh, he had, he, he spoke at events. Um, like he, you know, on the anniversary of Katrina, he went out and, and, and gave this whole speech, um, to people, um, People, it, it got to the point where people didn't know. If, if you came to our shows and you knew the character, then you right. knew you were in on the joke. But like, if you didn't, you weren't, you didn't know. Cause literally he was on TV, like vote for me. Right. I remember seeing, I, I remember seeing the dude right. like in this funny right. now, like I can see yeah, it in my head, but. Know, and again, this is before like, you know, even Facebook and like this, right. like yeah, all, the all, sharing, all the sharing opportunity, like. Um, but even so, still, it was getting shared. Like people, yeah, it, was still, yeah. traveled. it traveled. So, the internet. Yeah, kind of similar to how uh, what's dude's name uh, who does Ali G and, and Borat. Borat. Uh, Borat. Yeah. Oh, right. Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron. Yeah. It was Borat on a budget. 
similar ideas because on a budget like you know so we you know because we just we just doing it like we you know we we found out how much a commercial costs you know we 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 raised the money to do it we did it and like again this is this is just us it was like a big art project and uh we were just going for it and uh loving it and having fun and you know, we were writing his speeches. Like we were like, me and Key would like write his speeches and then he would go out, memorize them and go and deliver them at events. And so it got to the point where people, you know, just thought this was like a real dude. Like if they didn't right. know they went in on a joke, they thought he's just a really a cat that was running for president. So um, we go to this cable access show and uh, there's this guy, he does like basically like takes on like people of color in politics and he like interviews them and, and you know, they can talk about what whatever they're running for, whatever things that happen in the community. So he has this cable access show that he does like every every week or it's probably every couple of weeks or whatever. I forget the name of it, but he we got him to invite Snuggles on the show. So, <laughs> so he's he's getting ready to like you know we got his platform, we got his whole thing. You know, I'm in there with like you know flyers and I'm like you know giving. Is he me running peace. under the name Snuggles. Yeah. Uh, Sergeant Snuggles. That's his fucking job. Come on, my nigga. That's brilliant. So we're we're getting ready to go and talk to you know the guy, like you know, they're getting ready to set up and and one of the you know it's a cable access show. So the people behind the camera, this is all people from the hood, from the community. Um, you know, it's all volunteer and they get trained and you know, you know how that is. So, you know, he had a he had a prosthetic leg. And he goes up to Snuggles and he's like, Yo, I feel you, because Snuggles has no arm and he pulls up his his pants and you see this metal leg and me and the guy that's playing uh, Sergeant Snuggles are just like looking at each other and we just had to roll with it. Like we had to keep that, that thing going. Cause we're not going to be like, yo, this is all a joke, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's the real hard part of the performance. He he was like, he was like, he was like, (laughs) I feel you. Like he was like, I know, I feel you. It was like connection. It was like, and we're both like, yeah, man. Right word. You know, on the surface, it might seem like trickery, but really, like the emotions he got out of it were authentic. Well, well that's I mean, the whole thing. That's the thing about it. That's, that's the whole thing. It's like, like at some point, the other point that we were trying to make, you know, in, in in essence, or maybe the point that came out was just like, well, what's the difference between Snuggles and these cats who are actually running for president? Who's right? Someone's writing their speeches. Someone right. is setting them up. Someone is scheduling their stuff. Someone is. You know, uh, uh, organizing their platform for them. Right. So what's yeah, the difference? It, uh, is again, he a character or Snuggles a character? Who's again, deeper, character? it can show that real people can be involved in this shit. So many people like to act like all politicians are bought and sold. Some of them are real people who get into this shit because they care. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of hard to decipher sometimes, right. but I think yeah. the younger people especially are proof of that. Yeah, um, AOC. Shout out exactly. to AOC. Exactly. Shout out to AOC. Corey so, Bush. Yeah. So yeah. it might have been an actor. And yeah, it might have been his speeches were getting written. Like that's it. what's happening with the puppets. But really, it shows that, you know, anyone can do it. Yeah. And we were all very politically active, you know, at yeah. that time. You know what I'm it saying? It might take someone who knows what they're doing behind it. Right. <laughs> that's hilarious to me. Like, I, yeah. that's, that, I mean, I've known y'all for years. And that's one of the things that I never fucking like. That's. That's if cool. you go on, if you go on Facebook, he still has his Facebook page up, Sergeant P.T. Snuggles. Perseus Tyrone. Oh, yo. Per- that nigga's name is Perseus? Yeah. <laughs> Perseus Tyrone Snuggles, yeah. Tyrone. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, no, nah, we it, it was a thing, man. It was a whole thing. No, it was, yeah, we got locked in. So let, 
So let's go here. Like, I want to know, like, when, like, that moment where y'all realized, where y'all took the jump. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's crazy. I feel like y'all held hands and jumped off a cliff together. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's amazing, the amount of trust. And when another, and the amount of trust in your abilities and your amount of trust in the universe to even, like, take that jump. I kind of want to know, like, what, what was it like, man? Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was that moment like? Marriage? Right around that time, to be honest. No, I mean, as I, I don't, I don't mean marriage. I mean like artistically. Oh, artistically. You know what I'm saying? To where y'all was yeah. like, "Yo, we're really gonna, we're really gonna commit to doing this art for better, for worse." And I mean, I guess that is kind of like a marriage, but I don't mean like y'all's personal marriage. I mean right. y'all's marriage to to doing it's to the work. art, right? Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it was right around that time, to be honest, because mm -hmm. we, it's like we had we. We were kind of just understanding our power. Like that, that was a shift for me. Like I, I can say within myself, it was like, yo, we really, we really did something here. We tapped into something here. But it was also around that time we 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 were throwing these house parties, and uh, you know, it was like for our for our peers, like mostly you know teachers, activists, or community organizers, folks, folks in the quote unquote struggle, as we used to say back in the day. Um, they would come to our house and we would have these parties and, and they they would like they would be talking about these parties like weeks and months afterwards and we started to just realize that we have something unique together that you know in-house freestyle was us and two other people but like we were really the engine behind it like a lot of the ideas and a lot of the follow-through to make it happen was us and so we just had to kind of like acknowledge that you know there's something special that we have together that we need to like fully invest in Right. And we just need to figure it out. So once we figured it out, then it was like a little little bit moment of like kind of fear and trepidation and a little bit of just sadness, I guess for me personally, just like kind of like, it's like shedding, I had to become a new person. So like the person that I was, you know, had to kind of die. And I didn't, I didn't know who to, you know, what the next thing was gonna be. So like, I think there was like a lot of fear um, because a lot of my life have really been about other people, have been about serving other people, um, you know, being a teacher and like, you know, we didn't even talk about, I, I was running a, a, a nonprofit arts organization called True School Studios where we were, uh, me and my friend uh, Angel Garcia were taking kids off the street and like teaching them how to like do all types of stuff in the art because these kids were getting arrested for bombing and tagging and stuff. Mm. So like a lot of my identity had been centered around giving to other people. Um, and, and helping other people. And so like, I, I know like for me personally, I didn't, you know, know how to just like invest in my, just, just give to myself and just invest in myself and just like build myself. You know, um, I just didn't know how to do that. So like, like that person that didn't know how to do that had to die. Like that person had to like, mm -hmm. I had to leave him, I had to leave him in uh, Providence, you know? And so part of like coming to Austin, you know, I, my name changed and I became what I needed to become to 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 reach the next level. But you know, it was I think we definitely realized around 2008, 2009, like we gotta change and we we have to we have to let the the old kind of serve like servant, well at least I could speak for myself, like the you know, just like really like most of my life was about giving to others. And I had to like really start to focus on myself and feed myself and really pour into myself. I know specifically like in the classroom, I used to tell, you know, the, the young people in the class, like, you know, 
you know, don't listen to them. Like, you know, just believe in yourself and, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, pumping all this stuff into them. But I was like, you know, well, yeah, what do you want to do? Yeah, you know, right, not, right. I'm not seeing any future, like my future self, like being in the classroom 20 years. Like, so what are you going to be about? Like, what is your, what is your destiny? Like, you, you don't see yourself in this little box, this little matrix thing that is this education system. Like, okay, well, you know, what are you going to be? Who are you going to be? And what do you want? Right. And so like, just those, just those thoughts and conversations internally, externally, like, you know, it was, it was like a death that needed to happen and like a rebirth. And you jumped. Yeah. That's a, that's, see, that's, that's the part of the story that I kind of would like yeah. you jumped. Y'all jumped to move was there and can obviously understand why from what you just said. And key, you said that Shaka usually, he kind of has the instinct on what's next or whatever, but why was it awesome? There's a lot of reasons for that. I will say first and foremost, spiritual intervention. We started getting signs, you know what I mean? We we were in, in consult with some people that allowed us to kind of like figure out that Austin was the place for us. Um, and also Shaka was friends with um, Martin Perna, who was one of the founders of Antibalas, and Akote Soul Sounds with Shout Adrian out to Martin. Martin. Shout out to Martin. Shout out to Martin. Um, and he was a, a figure in, in Austin at that time, but he was also just touring all over the world with Antibalas. Um, and they just, and this is how ill, they just got nominated for a Grammy this year. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that on the Grammy list, and I was like... Yeah. Antibalas just got Grammy-nominated for a Grammy this year, but that tells you how much work they've people put in how many years it could take for anybody like it's some people is right off the bat some people is like some people never bought Marley never got a Grammy um it's still about Marley though yeah I mean, you know. uh so um where was I uh so we moved here Martin Perna Shaka knew him because they used to be a part of this collective that worked on this magazine this political magazine called Blue Magazine they met our retreat he said he was moved. Martin was like one of them cats that was the head of everybody. So he was already running his car on vegetable oil. Um, he was the first paper we first person we smoked a vaporizer with. Like he was always like <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. Hear that plat that plastic bag joint, like this is yeah, 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 yeah. But this is this was like, bro, like this is way before like early. Like, this yeah. is like two thousand, like you know, 90, 98, 99. He was one of those. I, I know. A couple, I know a couple of those guys. They were just New York. So that's, is that back in New York or is it in, in Rhode Island? This is a, this he, is was, a, he was in Brooklyn. He was okay. in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, I know Martin. I know Martin a while back from Patrick Murray, but he's amazing. He's such an amazing person. Yeah. 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 Really, truly, 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 just okay. a great heart. So he was. We Shaka remember that he said that he was moving to Austin. He was trying to find. Uh, a new location to help with his mother's health, et cetera. Um, and so we, um, you know, when we were making those decisions, Shaka was like, oh yeah, Martin's down there. Let me see what's up with Martin. So um, he hit up Martin and Martin was like, well, actually I'm headed to Venezuela like the next day Nicaragua. or whatever. Say it again, Nicaragua. Right. He was heading to Nicaragua to go see his wife because she was doing her doctorate there, her doctorate work there. Um, but he's like, I got someone living here right now, but you're welcome to stay here. The key's under the mat. Just come check out Austin. So that's, you know, yeah. we packed up our stuff, wow. 
Uh, we went on, you know, we went to a bunch of different places. We went to Chicago. We went to go see a, a black uh, off the grid village um, in this township just outside of Chicago, farming folks, black farmers, et cetera. We went to go stay out there for a little bit and connect with them. Doc, shout out to Dr. Jo uh, Jafunza Wright. Um, she, um, Joanza Wright, Jafunza Wright. Which Jafunza. one is it? Jafunza, Jafunza Wright. She actually used to be Kanye's pediatrician. Um, like, you know, just real people, I mean, people who are brilliant and we were just kind of, and then we had some other friends that were living off grid. We kind of thought for a second that might be our life. Uh, we had some other friends up North. Uh, we went to go hang out with them that summer too, um, in upstate New York outside of, uh, outside of, uh, oh, what's the name of that town? Uh, anyway, upstate New York. Um, and they were living off the grid. You know, we went to Atlanta. We all black people going to Atlanta at that point. We're like, oh, maybe Atlanta, but we didn't. We didn't. I liked Atlanta, but it wasn't the vibe. Like I didn't feel like we were supposed to be there. So we Austin was a part of that tour. So we went there, stayed in New York for a little bit, came to Austin, um, and I don't know. It just clicked. It just felt good. It just felt there was space. It felt like there was space at that time. There was space. At that time. Yeah, at that time, there was just like space. You know, um, and the people were like really inviting. I'll never forget driving down 35, taking the corner to get off the ramp. And this white lady follows me off the ramp and we stop at the light. And she's, she's this, she just saw my license place and she was like, I'm just, I see that you're from New York or whatever. I just wanted to say hi. Welcome to Austin. I'm from the East Coast. I'm like, what do you want? What did I do to you? Like, why are you talking to me right now? Like, you know? Um, that's that, that, that hospitality. That's, it was that's real. That's real shit. No, it's not real. Bad. And I think of all the places that I know of, like live music capital of the world is questionable. But the fraternity, <laughs> the fraternity that musicians have for each other here is very real. It's very real, yes. and it has it's been for real. years. Okay. It has been for years. And, like, and on that, not to change the, not to change the subject, bringing up Blaine and Yuma. You know what I mean? The, the youth today, when you're talking about the future, I want to kind of touch up on that. You know, yeah. much respect and appreciation to, you know, representing the Filipino community because I am Filipino. But mm -hmm. uh, seeing Blaine come up and he's still working hard and he's highly influenced by you guys. You know, touching up on that, how is that, you know, connection to touching the future today and stuff like that? And, and how is Ayuma Blaine, you know, you know, he's kind of a, a big shining star for me in my heart. And it warms my heart to see what he's doing and how he's blossoming on a whole different level, too, because of you guys. Shout out to Filipinos. They're doing it in music industry right now, man. Straight Thank up. You. Thank you. Yeah. So did you guys just start teaching him music or what was y'all's influence or how did y'all get with him? We knew uh, his mother in the community first. Yeah, his his mom. His okay. mom came to Body Rock. He's like a regular... Oh, okay. A regular body rocker, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know, a lot of our friends, like, we met through, you know, the party, body rock party or, or things like that. And so, like, we see them enough. And then, you know, we just kind of like, oh, what are you doing? Okay, what are you doing next week? We, you know, we just built relationships. And so um, when we got to know her, we got to know her family. And, you know, um, you know, Blaine was, like, just like a young awkward kid man like 14 15 that could play the saxophone like crazy you know what i'm saying and uh it, but like every time every time i saw him and we was in in a public side like you know where's your sax where's that like let's you know play it you know what i mean i would 
it, it, I would always just try to encourage him to play. And, he, you know, he, he was a young kid, nervous about playing, but he, he would just kill it. Like, every time I'd be like, wow, I can't, I can't believe that's coming out of him right now. Um, and then, you know, he grew into himself. But, you know, a lot of that was uh, through a program that I do called Legacy ATX, mm. um, where, um, you know, I remember, I remember, you know, he, he was, I don't want to say just a saxophone player, but because he was an all-state saxophone player. But, like, he pretty much just played sax. And a little bit of keys. And I was like, you know, get on Garage Band, man. What are you waiting on? You know what I'm saying? He got on Garage Band and just started, you know, massive. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, boom. Like, that took you three weeks. All right, now get on. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so then yeah. he became this beast. And like within a year, um, I don't know, like maybe he's 18, 19, you know, like I'm like, yo, you know, let's work on some music together. Like we became peers, you know, um, you know, musically. You know, he's been, he's been, you know, been, uh, what's the word, virtuoso type, you know, just a very highly skilled, but, highly skilled individual. you know, as like a peer in terms of like being able to collaborate and, and make something, you know, he, he had reached that level. So, you know, he's, he's got four songs on, on this, on this record. We did a whole remix album with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, you know, I, Blaine, like, I think there's no limit. Like at one point I was actually managing him, but I had to like, kind of let go of that. Um, just because, you know, he's young, he's still young, but he's got, he's got some, he's got infinite potential, man. Like that, oh, yeah. that kid is like unbelievable, unbelievable. And so, you know, I, I try to continue to mentor him where I can and help out where I can. And, you know, we love working with him and he makes yeah. great music and he's a great, great person. Thanks for that question, Noah. That like really does speak volumes about exactly what we're saying about, you know, the music the community in Austin. Um, you know, what I find interesting is y'all had a couple different choices. You obviously ended up in Austin. Fast forward to like what we've been talking about at the beginning of the show with what you've been doing for the community during the winter storms and how y'all just become representative of the place. You made it your home and really became a part of it. Um, you know, maybe that's because of the jump you had to take. You recreated yourself, whatever. But it's not because it was like the place you were born. It's because it's your home. Get back to it. And uh, um, do you think that that was in Austin, like divine ended up being the right place to be? You felt the vibe and really became part of it. Yeah, I think I think it was definitely it was definitely destined to happen. You know, I think. Yeah, because it's kind of a trip. No, y'all are yeah, y'all are, y'all have evolved into Austin representatives in a real way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. When I first saw y'all that show, I was talking about. I didn't know you weren't from there. You know what I mean? Like, I just assumed that you, you know, <laughs> that well, y'all were already that, part of the community. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, part yeah. of that is is our social justice training and background is just, like, okay. if you're going to be a part of a community, but you have to be a part of the progress of it. You have to be a yes. part of investing the shift of it. Otherwise, you're just, you're just a colonizer. You know what I mean? You're just reaping, no matter, it doesn't matter your color, you could still be a colonizer of a, of a, of an area because you're not respecting what was there before and you're not investing in what is currently there. Uh, you're just reaping and then you outsource or you're just reaping and you, you're, you're not connected or concerned. Um, there's an ecosystem there. You can't just like put your building up and not care what happens to the wildlife Mm -hmm. there, although that happens all the time. So that's the whole thing. It's the same thing artistically. It's the same thing on on an interpersonal human level. If you're going to transplant yourself somewhere, 
there has to be some concern and investment for what's going on there. Um, and we just love people, you know what I mean? Like, that's just us. Like, we just love people. Like, if we're going to go anywhere, you know, we, 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 we at, at some point become engrossed in it, even if we're not there in a very long time. Like, you know, uh, I think also it's part of Shaka's like strategic brain. Like, he's just like, well, where are the people who connect people? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's a way to make sure that we can source this part of the community, this part of the community, this part of the community. You know what I mean? Like people don't get like, I know, we know all kinds of different sectors okay. of, you know, the community. You know what I mean? I'm talking about every single sector. Like who's the leader in the kink community? Who's the leader? Who are leaders in the queer community? Who are the leaders in, uh, you know, the civic sector? Who are the leaders in, you know, in business? Who are the, who 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 are the folks who kind of have their reins and understandings and connections right. to uh, to the landscape? Um, you know, part of that is being able to service intelligently, and part of that is just like a human connection. Like all of these things make up what it what we're living in, so you can't neglect them or act like they're not there or pretend like it's not part of it. Like, you know what I mean? It all, it all matters, you know, in the spiritual community, all, all of it. Right. So it's like, instead of, cause we always complain about gentrification and shit, but when somebody comes and actually like pours into the soil, you know what I mean? To a point to where it's like, damn, like you pretty much local. The first time me and Tate Dred Scott ever got paid for a show was these two. Wow. It was Shaka. Yeah, well, well Shaka, you know what I'm saying? It was Shaka. I think he was, yeah. I didn't know y'all. Shaka knew y'all. That was even before, yeah. Well, that was the first time me and Tay ever got paid for a show. What? I don't even know if Shaka knows <laughs> that. What? That's crazy. At, uh, at the Violet Crown. Oh, you don't, you don't know that that, that you go in Austin and you're, you're a local musician that you just play for free for a few years before they ever pay you shit. <laughs> you yeah, no, literally, that was the first. respect already. You already knew. You were to be respected, maybe. <laughs> oh, and thank God. It was it was cool because it's not even that. Because trust me, like our first thing, we were getting twenty percent of the bar. You know what I mean? Like right. we did plenty of stuff for stuff like that. But for me, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna pay the people. That that that's like if yeah. I'm putting this thing together, people gonna be paid. Paid. And so that 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 was it. I didn't realize that was the first. Cause yeah, I I had seen y'all um, at Scooting. Y'all had yeah. y'all was on the show at Scooting. And I, I think I, I think I freaked Reggie out that night because I, I had met, I had met her, his mom's, <laughs> in the crowd, and I was like, "Oh, that's your son." And like we had this conversation, and like I went up to him and I was like, "Man, your mom is amazing!" Like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I think he was like, "Introduction to meet somebody." <laughs> nigga. Like, are you my dad? What the fuck, man? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, he's this dude. And yeah. Tay was like that too, but you know, I was just being me, you know what I mean? And, uh, uh, well, the more that I know you, I've grown into, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, that nigga is like, nah, I get it. But yeah, you did. <laughs> That's cool. You attributed value to, to Reggie and, and, and Tay and the bully. You are like, almost like, you know, that night might have been the reason that they were going to get paid from now on. <laughs> I actually, cool we, I don't think, I mean, we might have did some other free shit after that, but it was just because we wanted to. And it was yeah, at the Violet right, Crown, well, it was yeah, because yeah. Uh, the, the Tribe Called Quest movie that yeah. uh, Michael yeah, Rappaport did. Yeah. And then, like, I, yeah, I, I was the, there that night. Huh? They did a little premiere there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. there that night. You was there? 
Pretty sure. Now, wouldn't, that be funny, just... wouldn't that be funny if that was the night we really fucking met? Like, you know what? Uh, That's crazy. But, yeah, yeah, that, that Will Bridges too for the first yeah. time. Will Bridges, yeah, from yeah, and that's a shout out to Will. Yeah, shout out to Will. Shout out so, to Will for real. Y'all's adaptability—it's very—it's respectful. The adaptability you show to just come into a new place and you know, kind of like start spreading out roots. And Austin's this kind of all-encompassing place is what they want to look like, but it's still separated. We know it is. There's still like divide, even to this day, <laughs> even though barriers have kind of slowly been broken down. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. The, the music is, is hanging on, but it's still there, you know. But today, um, you might be the pe reason people look back on writers is kind of like part of the reason that, you know, hip-hop was allowed in other places or like broke you know what i mean like there was more it wasn't just a, a hip-hop or rap show but like the performance the live music like you, you all came in as outsiders spent all this time here it might you know be the reason that new people have more opportunities later i think that's oh, really cool sure. like i think that's something I, I, to highlight. I, know, I know that's a fact whether people you know give credit it's, it not, it's, it's not like it's not like we the only we're the only reason but i know for a fact that like we've influenced yeah. A lot a lot of change, you know what I mean? I could I could personally say that like within the city and with venues and all types of stuff, like you know, us us barking and, and being you know, being assertive, like even if we didn't get the opportunity, somebody got it behind somebody us. Somebody got this shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I, I can definitely say that for a fact. Yeah, and yeah. I think one of the things Shaka would always say, um that's manifested too, is just like we didn't want to be considered, you know, the best hip hop. Right. We right. wanted to be considered some of the best music, period. So, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. we literally shared the stage with all kinds of artists. You know, we just yeah. finally, during the during the, um, during the pandemic, did a virtual lineup with Willie Nelson. You know what I'm that's saying? Crazy, like, I saw that, yeah. Right. So, but like, that's what, that's what Shaka said. It was just like, if Willie Nelson is considered the best, then we're going to be on stage with Willie Nelson. If Gary's considered wow. the best, we're going to be on stage with Gary. If yes, whatever yes. rock, pop, whoever comes yeah. through, like we, we can hand, we, we're not going to be relegated yeah. to just hip hop music because that's the issue yes. is they just relegating it to hip hop and they think that means that it can be dismissed. Mm. Um, but that was a very uh, deliberate call, you know, yes. um, as Shaka was helping to kind of like map and visualize what what we were going to, um, how we're going to structure ourselves, you know, how we're going to uh, position ourselves, you know, is that, um, you know, uh, hip hop is just great music. It doesn't yes. need to be relegated to just the, you know, to some sort of sector, you know, like Reggie, you know, no Reggie Reverend, Reggie can do any kind of music he wants. Reggie can sing, Reggie can write music, classical, I mean, he could just do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not just hip hop, and that's that goes for a lot of the lot of people who are uh, in hip hop. can rock whatever they can do it all, um, because they're making black music, and black music is the bedrock of American music. Like whatever American music that you you know, jazz, yep. rock, whatever Ooh. you know, that's yeah, house, house, techno, techno, all of it. Yeah. It all started yeah. with black people, so. Yes. So it's important to, um, to to acknowledge that. It's just like, no, like black music is not relegated. Like American yeah. music is black music. So there's no yeah. reason to, to sidestep anybody about it. But, and all the, like Shaka was, was presenting all this stuff with the city. It's like all this music 
that gets played in the city is is black music. Blues music is fucking black music. Rock music is black music. Yep, yep. You know yep. what I mean? People think Austin blues. They think Stevie Ray Vaughan. Where do you think Stevie Ray Vaughan got? Vaughan got that shit. And if Stevie Ray Vaughan was still alive, he would fucking tell you out of his own mouth. Yeah, like, uh, you those know what I'm saying? Yeah, those are the people I respect. Reba McIntyre, yeah. like she always says that she's just I love, like, yeah. black music started yeah. by yeah. black people. Dolly. I love Dolly to tell you too. I Dolly love will Dolly Parton. Yeah. Dolly will tell you too. They need to go ahead and give some of that money up. Up uh, that <laughs> yeah, that's acknowledgement. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> that money, run that money, yeah. run that check. Um <laughs> <laughs> they gonna run that check. <laughs> you know. Um but, okay, so, but. so I wanna go into yeah, like right. the album and, and what what are you guys seeing coming up? Because That's exactly see, what I was hoping you'd ask. Yeah, yeah. Nah, we're, we're seeing, you know, I, I love the backstory. And I actually learned, I'm, I've known y'all for, like I said, Shaka paid me the, the first nigga to ever give me a check for doing the show with Shaka. That's crazy. You know like, I don't know if it was a check or if it was money. You might have gave me a, <laughs> you, you gave us $100, $150. Who is like, hey, man. nigga. Yeah, <laughs> no, no cap. No cap. So, um. So we seen where you came from. We seen, you know, even before that, uh, and we know you got a new album out. And I kind of flowers for the living out now. Check it out. Flowers for the living on all platforms. Flowers for the living. So you got hard copies. Or is it we're gonna come out with a vinyl. We're gonna have okay. a vinyl. A little limited vinyl release. Or what? Yeah, we're gonna drop oh, yeah. a vinyl, and we're gonna do the pre-orders. If not next week, the week after, we'll have that. We're gonna have like merch, like special merch and stuff like that. Cool. I was wondering, that, yeah, that make for a cool capsule, probably. And, and you got to speak on the art, too, because Shock is actually a dope artist, too. Like, I want to buy some paintings from him, but I can't buy one yet because I, I cannot devalue this man. No, and I'm not even being funny. I'm dead-ass serious. No, we talked about that before. On yeah, show. but no, me, me and you have actually talked about that with artists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, my walls would be covered if I could afford my friends. And, right, <laughs> right. Dead-ass serious. Dead-ass serious. But I want to talk yeah, about that. Yeah. The, the design that you got a design on a beer can I just saw yesterday, bro. Like, what the yeah. fuck's going on? Yeah. Well, you want to talk about flowers first? What are we doing? We can talk about <laughs> flowers and then we'll go into that and then we'll go out. Okay.
Prince and I'll take uh, Hell no, we ain't waiting on you Here's a Mardi Gras party and the flowers we grew Let it break down, hear the populace loud We're done with the sounds of the guns in the crowd Walk on flowers like Prince Ikeem Making more sense of the things I've seen Angel in disguise, let me do my thing Throw the flowers in the air so the people sing Yeah, man. So, you know, we, I, you know, I've always, the vision for me has always been like, uh, like anthemic music, you know, large scale mass, um, whatever you want to call it. I don't call it pop music, but just like, you know, like very large scale production, um, stadium type shows you know, where we can fully realize ourselves as artists with, you know, dancers and lights and, you know, all of it. So, you know, I think this is, this is, uh, this is our step towards that. I think this is what we want people to understand is that, you know, the music is, is big. It can fill that type of space. And this is, this is where it belongs. You know, it's, it doesn't belong in a, you know, 500 cap room or, thousand cat room it belongs in like really large spaces so we're, we're just going to continue to push towards that uh, that's been in that's been like she was saying like when we came here i was like you know we want to be considered the best music in austin you know that was that was a real legitimate thing that yeah. you know we stated from the first day we got here we achieved that so you know now the, the goal is like you know what i'm talking about like you know large scale productions and performances with you know some of the greatest artists in the world. Um, that's that's what Flies for Living is setting us up for. That's what that's what this is. That's cool, man. I I, I like I like the fuck out of what you just said, man. <laughs> that's inspirational. Seriously, it yeah, really is. And I, you got to position I, yourself for that too. And y'all did that. Position yourself for greatness from day one. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we both come from a long line of folks who are high achievers, you know what I mean? And it was it was a, it was an adjustment for them to deal with the, the, the derailment in their eyes of us wanting to make art. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, Shaka's family, you know, lawyers, judges, you know, sit on the Supreme New York State Supreme Court. I mean, just like very high achieving people. Mm -hmm. Um and, you know, like my family in Haiti, uh, they were just like, again, like they were those folks, black aristocracy, black historical figures that shifted the, the uh, colonial, you know, I mean, like, yeah, we about that. yeah no, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, the energy. So it looked to them like, that's not, you know, the format. That's not how you're going to do the high level thing. But uh, I think our faith broadened their faith, um, which is a testament in and of itself. Um, and it also expanded the, the idea of how things can, can make an impact and can change. And that shifted their heart, you know? Um, and I feel like 
that's a testament to the fact that that's all you like that that adage of you know you can't change the world you can only change yourself like it's real like you really have to change yourself be confident in what you're changing stay the course do whatever you need to do to to maintain that vision if that means you got to go to freaking therapy to get your mind to fucking not distract you from it then you do that and you know what i mean if it means you have to sit your ass down so you can think clearly if it thinks you know shaka and i worked we never had full-time jobs Mm -hmm. and that was really really hard to not have the bread while you gotta talk to your high achieving ass family uh about why you don't have any money you know what i mean and you got degrees and you, you know, you could have had a X, Y, Z option and, you know, what have you. Um, but strategically, there's no way that we could have given it, given the, the vision any energy if we was working full-time jobs. It just, it can't right. happen. It just yeah. can't happen. So I, you gotta, you know. That's I think one, one of the things we really talk about on, especially here is like, there's so many different scenarios of when you hit that wall, right? Of when you're like, fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't get where I wanted to get in a certain amount of time or, you know, reality setting in, I need to make some different decisions. Um, we talk to all different kind of artists, visual artists, painters, and, and all of that kind of thing. And the, the really interesting thing to me about y'all is being able to jump. You know what I'm saying? Like to take that leap to say, you know what? I'm that takes a lot of fucking faith, fucking fortitude. Like especially when you ain't got that backing like that. And that's kind of the thing that I want to highlight, even about this particular podcast. Is sometimes you can fucking jump. You gotta have your ducks in a row, or you gotta be real about okay, we really doing this. But to see y'all jumping and, and make it out on the other side is inspirational to me just you know as a human and being able to diversify like shock with the art you see you got the boski i had on right now you want to plug that you know what i'm saying or your shirts or whatever brother yeah man nah man it's we've always been doing this that's the thing it's like you know it's you know i started out doing the clothes like i was doing when we didn't when i you know i didn't have money i would you know i had paint and I would get a shirt from like, you know what I'm saying, Hobby Lobby for like $3 and paint a shirt for somebody for their birthday or, you know, whatever. And, you know, that was like how I, you know, those things I could offer, you know. So like the clothing line is an extension of that. Like everything has this, has this origin, you know. We, you know, you can you, and just encourage people like, do what you can from where you're at with what you have, but keep that vision of yourself that what you're, what you're, what you want to achieve and never lose that, never lose sight of that. Um, and that's, that's why people see a clothing line now. That's why they see the things that we're accomplishing now is because like, you know, we were talking about these things 10, 12, 15 years ago, 16, 17 years ago. Like even, even getting the place where we're in a house now, you know what I'm saying? We are talking about that. Yeah. It, it, it took time and it took, you know, commitment and a lot of struggle, but at the same time, um, you know, we, 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 we got there. So I think, you know, when people see the clothing line, it's like, this is, this is, this is what I, this is what I do. Like I, I create and I, and I, and I, yeah, this is what I do, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to see it like manifesting into some of those visions that I've had for like, you know, 10, 11 years. 
but everything at its pace. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to do you, it all you, bro, at once. You got a beer can with your heart on it. Like let's yeah. not. And I, and I understand, but like, nigga, you literally got to fucking, you know what I'm saying, which it even bleeds back into, you know, even trying to help people. That shit is dope, man. Yeah. I just don't want that to go unspoken and unsaid. Yeah. Like, but I mean, again, this is something I was talking about like in 2008, 2009, you know, so it's like yeah. it, 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 these 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 things, like, like Key was saying earlier, like, you know, sometimes they happen like that and sometimes it's 10 years, sometimes it's you know, whatever, five years, you know, but like, I literally remember like all these things that we've done. Like I literally remember either writing them down Mm. or, you know, like literally like visually, like looking in the Chronicles, seeing, seeing headliners and like, you know, just imagining my name in the head, in those headlines. And then opening. I I was at at ACL doing security for this W3 events. I know W3. That was one, that was one of the part-time. I know the hustle. (laughs) <laughs> I was one of the part-time jobs I had, and I yep. remember two, two things. I remember going doing overnight security ACL and being like, we're going to play here. And then, like, you know, maybe it's three years later, we did that. Did y'all and do ACL Fest? ACL Festival, yeah. Funny, and then congratulations. I'll be on the bigger stage next time. I mean, I'm assuming I you got cords, another stage to go to. <laughs> rapping chords and breaking down stages at uh, Moody Theater. And I remember saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to play on that. And then a few years later, we did that. So, yep. again, it's like there was no, there's no, like, clear evidence of that. Like, I'm, you know, doing this job that's really, you know, what was it paying? I don't know, $10 an hour, whatever it was. Uh, humbling myself and just, just doing it because yep. we needed the money. Um, but still, like, had that in my mind, like, this is temporary. Yep. Like, you know, I'm going to be here. This is where I belong. And mm. we just never lost sight of that. And it, it, it's not, don't get me wrong, there's, there's definitely days where you feel like, you know, maybe you were wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, that being, said, that being said, do you feel like it's all happening right on, right on time? Are you playing catch up? Are people playing catch up? You know, like, hearing I, about I, y'all, I, like. You know, I had to I had to let that go, man. You know, like I had sure. to let go like any expectation because yeah, you know, a lot of times even the people that you know I, I feel like I've given the most to probably I get the less the least from, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, but it, it comes back from other people, it comes right. back in, in other ways. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I've given a lot to the hip hop community. I don't know how much I've necessarily gotten back. <laughs> from the hip-hop community but it comes it comes from all other dimensions and all the ways and it comes back multiplied so it's just like you know you kind of i gotta you gotta let go of the expectation of when it's gonna happen and who's gonna bring it to you and and how it's gonna come what 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 color the package is gonna be and what the ribbon is gonna look like and just just know it's coming and just move accordingly that's a gem we should uh stop the links where do people uh where do people find you guys uh specifically writers and then from there is that a good starting place to find your art and stuff as well but uh also real quick on the we didn't really uh-huh. actually touch base on the on the can tell them where oh, they can shit. the can yeah that's yeah. Yeah, the can all right man all right, all right. <laughs> so yeah man so look. on the can man so, <laughs> so, so yeah we got uh i started something called dawa we didn't really touch on it uh we touched on it earlier before this conversation well, it's gonna be in here yeah Okay, got you. So, yeah. I'll, I'll edit it in. It's like kind of intro somehow. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Dawa. One of the things that I'm, I'm was organic that happened with Dawa that I want to make a part of our infrastructure is that um, during the pandemic, you know, artists, people that um, had yoga studios, uh, Juice Land, people were like, "All right, 
you know, I want to just connect. So like Juice Land has given us like uh, profits from one of their juices, their juice of the month or whatever. Um, so-and-so has a yoga studio over here. They're doing their Sunday class and they're, you know, so all these different income streams, right? So what, what one of the goals is to have things like, like a product, like a beer at a, at a, at a company like the ABGB to right. have all these different cool. income streams so that we don't have to, one thing that, you know, I've been a part of nonprofit situations for a while. And usually they, the way that, one of the big ways that they raise money is they have these galas, you know, for all these rich people at the end of the year or at some point, and they put on this big show for all these wealthy people so that, you know, these wealthy people will give them money. Like, mm -hmm. I, I want to just, I want to have it so our income streams are consistent and they're coming mm -hmm. from so-and-so's like monthly, you know, open mic, even if it's a hundred dollars or whatever, like, $100. you know, a thousand dollars here or whatever. So we're consistently built, having an infrastructure so that anyone can participate, anyone can, anyone can contribute. And so the beer is just kind of like, it's a, it's an example of that. Like we have a partnership with this company um, and they're giving us a certain percentage of each can you know, and that's just going to go into the fund. And this is going to be one of the streams that we have available to us. But I want to build those things up. So we have, you know, 20, 30 different streams coming right. in all, all the, all, every month. And right. so we don't have to always be pushing and, you know, you know, getting on Facebook, please donate. You know, we just have these yeah. things. These things coming in. Yeah. You, you know, Henry's working on a, a badass design. I'll send it over uh, so you can show these guys but uh for the for the episode we have an awesome artist h train who we partner with and does graphics for us and he's done an illustration of you guys that is already looking real badass maybe we can put it on a shirt post it online and donate a percentage do some kind of yeah. some kind of collab yeah. like that yeah because yeah. we're already thinking of ways to do something like that and that'd be I mean, a that's that's, that's all day like that's the thing i want to have because yeah. i mean people don't have to be a big amount of money like you know whatever whatever it is like it helps and yeah, I, want, yeah. I want everybody to feel empowered that they could do that. That's, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, so the, yeah, can, no, the, can, is a, the can is a character, the guy on the skateboard. I, 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 don't, I don't have a name for him yet, man. But Reggie kind of seemed like a cool name. Is it something yeah, something? I, was, I was actually just thinking it. Oh, <laughs> it, it after me. It's definitely, it's definitely R. It's definitely R. Like, right. he, got, he got R in his sneakers. <laughs> But I never, I never really figured out why. So I don't have a name for him yet. But anyway, the character I always envisioned, like of him, like showing up at parties, and just being kind of like the life of the party. Like he just pop up like anywhere, and he'd be like, "Oh, sure, Reggie's here. What? Oh, you know, like turn up the party, right?" <laughs> so like, I, I want to build that character into, into Austin or into whatever, That's and have funny. him have him become a brand that represents Dawa in a fun way. That's great. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I definitely want to do merch, hats, shirts, you know, all that. Um, but again, that's that's off into the future a little bit. Yeah. But that's but the now, vision. For now, that's an illustration on a beer can exclusively at the ABGB. Exclusively at the ABGB. The beer is called Hell Yes. Will they sell and, it to you closed there? Like, yeah, you take with you? It's in cans. It's cans. Yeah, right. Well, I didn't know if, it, you know, if, if it, they let you take it home or if it's something you had to own right there. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a, we're doing a release on the twenty seventh, and uh, you know we're gonna like you know just have some fun you know promoting it and everything and that's a you know, cool spot. I I would love this you know manifestation definitely like I want to have one that's in the stores, mm. like you know it's consistently like you know 
So it yeah. could be a, a larger profit thing. Because, uh, I mean, that alone could. Yeah, even in the Austin stores. That kind of beer is in the can. It, say it again? What kind of beer is in the can right it's now? A, it's a Hellas beer. It's kind of like a Pilsner. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a Sam Adams type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. I don't buy that shit just on GP. Like, yeah. that, that, that. <laughs> I saw that shit in the start, like, fuck it, you know. Exactly, exactly. And that's we, the thing. I think we could, like, really, like, make it cool. Like, make it cool. Make it cool like, too. You know, you're buying this beer. You like the beer, but you also know that, like, you know, a whole community is benefiting from it. So. What about the mission these days, man? I mean, anyone can spend money. It's like, you got to vote with your money, man. Right. Um, I, we shared it earlier. It's dawahpeels.org, right? So they can find yeah. the organization. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And there's a Venmo and a cash app for that as well, right? Well, there's a Venmo. It's Dawa Heels. D-A-W-A-H-E-A-L-S, and there's a PayPal, which is uh, paypal.me slash Heels. And uh, you can go to the website and donate to the website as well. And this is money, and this is like, I want to highlight, this is money that's actually going to people in the community. A lot of times, like you were saying, you got to go through the bullshit and the bureaucracy. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, right. my license out, bump, here. You know what I'm saying? What you, you know what I'm saying? That, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And I think... That's, you know, a lot of times, especially whenever the government is giving out money, it's a thing. But I really love that y'all are really giving it to people in need. And I want to highlight that it's not, it's not like some shit that goes through some other shit and nigga be taking out money. It's like, no, nigga, well, nah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm literally giving this to people. Yeah, nah. up, up until this point, I, but I got to say, like, you know, we're formulating it into a 501c3, so. Good. At some point, you know, we're we're gonna have to have some staff, and we we have a part time. We got a grant for United Way. We have a part time person right now, um, but everything that's been donated, every every dollar that's been donated has gone right. back out to people. Um, but at some point, we're gonna have to either get grants or whatever to have, yeah. you know, staff because it's it's a lot of work. It is, and um, you know, I've been doing it with a few volunteers, but um, it's it's a lot of work. So. Another goal is some bad motherfuckers. Man. Another that's goal to do. That's what I'm saying. Doing all this at the same yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So, so I wanted to highlight it all. App. We want to create an app. Um, hopefully mm. in the next like 12 months. Because I, what woke me up to the, the emergency funding is something I think we could do, and have a special, you know, a special funnel for that or a special part of the fund for that. Because um, right. I think that that could be something that we continue. But we. We would need an app and stuff like that. So we're looking into that right now. It's creating an app and incentivizing people to donate through the app. It'd be um, easier so. for you than having all these people just texting your phone. Oh, bro. It's not happening again. That's over. That's done. I got, a, I got, a, I got a homie. He said he'll my phone number. No more, I'll give you yeah. his number. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I'm still getting. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine on the other end. Like you know, I try to right, think about right. it. Like, somebody, somebody text this number. They're like, I need help. They get they get seventy five dollars and they and they think like in two minutes, I would be texting everybody too like hey man look say hey, 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 I just man. I just texted this person you know what I'm saying like you know what I mean it blew up it just obviously because you know it was so so quick and so immediate and uh, people needed help so yeah that's Dawa Hills 
Org, or you can do the Venmo at or paypal.me slash or you can text Shaka direct. Nope. <laughs> wow. We're gonna put your phone number right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like flesh and shit. But where do people find y'all's art? Where do people find writers? <laughs> where do people find your art? Um, right now, um, I I'm probably I'm probably a little while away from putting up a, like a website for my art, but um okay. They can they, if they follow me on Instagram, like I post my art pretty consistently over over there. Um, I'm at Shaka C H A K A C S E E L E C T Shaka Select, and um, you know they can they can find stuff that way. Or you know the clothing is um, freshtolife.com, fresh number two life.com. Yeah. Can you got your I, own thing? the website right now. I want you know I want to get that together, but yeah. Okay. All right. And I know, I know Key, you, you doing your thing. I know you got a, like the earrings and shit. Like I'm, I've been looking at your earrings this whole fucking time, like <laughs> being distracted by the joints. So I know that's something you do too, as well. I do, but it's really more like a hobby, quite honestly. Like um, the the work I do is really centered around, uh, you know, uh, spiritual healing mm -hmm. and uh, getting getting people to kind of find their way through that. Um, it's really, I've I've kind of become more a bit uh, deciding to be a bit more ninja with it mm -hmm. so i'm kind of more kind of i don't promote it as much okay um because i really just kind of like the one it can be very intense work so yes. i don't promote it because i don't want it to just to, to derail at this point right now yeah. I've decided right. i can't have it derail from our art um yeah. so i have like a, a client or two that I work with. That's, that's um, something that has to be personal too to you, right? Like not just yeah, anybody reaching out for, hey, I need some spiritual healing advice. You know, it's like, yeah. how can you help someone if you're not connected, you know? Right, exactly. Know. So I, that's just, I don't know. I'm just speaking. Yeah. No, I mean, no, there are people who can help people like, right. that's what they do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what they do. Mm -hmm. um, it's work that I do. It's work that I've been initiated into. It's it's work I take pretty, pretty um, to heart. Um, yes. But, I, uh, because of the intensity of the work, um, because of uh, the fact that we have all these, other, we got stuff coming up we haven't even talked about here. We can't even tell y'all like. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just have to be back on when it's up and be like. Of course, yeah. absolutely. And whenever, whenever y'all want to come back, whenever y'all got anything that we can pump and promote, like we'll, we'll yeah. pump it through our channels. Yeah. Like, pending, pending Reggie's uh, new father, well. He's already a father, but new baby, we're going to kind of decide when we're coming back. <laughs> blessings on the way. Blessings yeah. on the way. Lots of blessings. But, uh, anyway, so, so yeah, do you we, have anything else you wanted to share? Though? So that's what we do. That's what I do in particular. But, like, you know, there's a lot of people who feel great in the community, and a lot of that is the work that I do quietly. That's great. You know, that's amazing. At my altar. Sending out vibrations. I, yeah, I already, I already, I know. So <laughs> I, I know. And obviously, uh, body rock. Way. You're you're doing work. With yeah, all of those things. Back. Like mm -hmm. just just being a being a pipeline for divine energy. Yeah. Um, and uh, studying and uh, knowing how to do that and try to stay kind of quiet about it. Quite honestly. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we um, gonna, but, we gonna say less. We are gonna leave that there. Yeah, and I really uh this this went on a little bit longer than I anticipated it, but I have yeah. enjoyed uh every minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know we 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 do little edits here and there, but like uh you know to cut the music in and and shit like that. But uh man, I just want to tell both of y'all collectively and individually, I really appreciate your time and just like 
your candor, your honesty, your realness, and just like sharing your experiences with us. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have to do that. And that's kind of one thing we really try to encapsulate is, you know, that that openness, that honesty. Because a lot of times when you're talking to an artist, you can't get that. So thank you for, for Yeah, thank you for your time. It's such impacts, yeah. man. Such yeah, impacts on the history of Austin, Texas, yeah. man. Real talk, man. Yeah, yeah stay, yeah. stay up on the Instagram. Uh, that's where you'll get to see the highlights for the vinyl. Yeah, um, where is it? Writers, just at Writers Against at the At Hip Hop. Everything is at Hip Hop. Twitter's at R.A.S. Hip Hop. at the bottom right now, and then we're going to put Shaka's number up under it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that'll change to just at R.A.S. or at Writers Against the Storm? Nah, I don't see it changing any point. Any you got to keep your roots around, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe when some other major things come along and we yeah. have to rebrand, who knows? But yeah. for right now, that's where you can find out when the vinyl's coming out. We have yeah. like a domino set. Let me show y'all. Oh, y'all got a domino I got set. Bones? Man, that, that's hold on, 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 hold on. I did not know yeah. that. So this isn't the right one, but there's a, uh, shoot, I got to go into Shaka's office. Nah, it's cool. Let me see. Damn. Nigga, I got a domino set. You want to go tell me about domino? I owe y'all some chicken wings too. Is this what it is? We, we, we busy, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Again, yeah, thanks, thanks for the time, bro. Thank you. No, we really, we really do yeah. appreciate the time. No bullshit. Well, yeah, this is the, our flowers for the living domino set. Oh, so, shit, that's wow. beautiful. So there's Magical. actually real flowers. Wow, in the inside of it. Is it okay. like resin? Yeah, it's resin. Cool. That's dope. wow. Yeah. Do it make the do it make the sound when you slam it? <laughs> it wouldn't be worth it if it didn't do that. I had there was a couple couple iterations that I created <laughs> that it didn't do that because I didn't know how to cast it properly. And until it did that, it ain't nothing. That's awesome. <laughs> we go end it like that. Man, we 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 after you ain't heard of us podcast. Really appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. And yeah, thanks, course, guys. You know, y'all, y'all are friends of the podcast. So anytime you got anything, you can always come back and talk. And it's great you. to get to know y'all better too, man. Like just off the stage, you know. Appreciate y'all for having us. Your yeah. your mic's off, shocking. Yeah, you muted us. Where do I find? Where do I listen to y'all shit at? So we're at you ain't heard of us. Um, that's on all the social platforms. You should be able to find us on any podcast platform where you listen to podcasts. Um, it's easiest. We have a link tree slash you ain't heard of us you can go there and it has all our links but if you just type it in you'll find us and you can email us uh, you ain't heard of us at gmail.com comments critiques suggestions you can find reggie at mr kobe with the zero c zero b y i'm at dosage underscore y a h you ain't heard and noah i'm not just atx rock stars i keep it low key but i might be popping out i'm connected to you guys i don't ever need to be you know, never need to post to know what's what's going down under, you know. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, man. And this is the season finale, man. We'll catch y'all on the next season. Thank you guys for uh, letting us out with a boom, man. This has been a great episode. Man, we appreciate y'all for having us. It was fun. Yeah, it were. Definitely, right. man. Definitely. See y'all soon on the flip side, all right? All Love right. you guys. Love you Peace guys. Out. Peace Thanks. out, Reggie. Blessings, Reggie. Peace. Congratulations. Peace. Sebastian, I'll talk to you soon. All See right. you on the streets. All right. Later, y'all. But you really have no idea that
just what I've been through to get here. 